Hi guys, welcome back to the Real Hits of the Housewives. Thank you so much for being here. I'm going to keep the intro tight. Um, for business, we have a new schedule. Real Hits episodes are going to come out on Wednesdays. Sweet Home Summer House, our Patreon-only summer house recaps from the beginning featuring Kristen Kage are going to start coming out on Fridays. And any additional bonus content that we may or may not have from Real Hits is going to come out on Sundays. So... Just to be totally transparent, Kristen and I both recently have like booked a ton of work. Kristen's a model. I'm a model and an actor. And we kicked off this series and then both of us kind of had these crazy schedules. She's been flying all over. So we're still kind of working out the kinks of our recording schedule, which means that this week I think that Sweet Home Summer House is most likely going to come out not on Friday, um, but rather this weekend. But we are hopefully going to find a time where we can put a bunch of episodes in the bank to make up for um, the sort of weird jump or weird kickoff to this series. And also today you're getting a nice juicy two and a half hour episode with me and my guest Lisa. So hopefully that's making up for it. I swear we'll get on a good schedule soon. I apologize. Um, But For this week's episode of Real Hits, I have comedian Lisa Traeger on with me. She is the host, the co-host with Kara Clank of That's Messed Up, an SVU podcast, SVU recap podcast. Um, It's on the Exactly Right Network. If anyone is fans of uh, My Favorite Murder, Karen and Georgia, it's their amazing podcast network. They have lots of cool stuff on there, and it's a really, really well-produced podcast. I highly recommend um, Lisa is also an amazing stand-up comedian. She's been doing a ton of shows in LA. I met her at one of her shows in LA where the audience was absolutely losing their minds and everything that I heard come out of her mouth was so, so funny. So I'm super excited to have her. She's a huge Bravo fan. We get into it for two and a half hours and I think you guys are really going to like this one. Enjoy. Um, my mom loves to get shit like that for me for Christmas. That's like a real... Classic Wendy Faust move. But she knows you love it. Well, she likes to like. She, she fuck. She listens to this. <laughs> Is it start? We're starting. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Um, she likes to um, get like. She likes to find things that I like and or things that like. She loves like a Ruth Bader Ginsburg type like feminism things like that, but like make it fun. Yeah, merch. She's a merch girl. Yeah, she, that's like a classic Christmas gift type thing because usually when she's buying Christmas gifts, it's like 30% what we asked for, 70% like little like tchotchke type things that she finds that like mean something. You know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? I'm a tchotchke giver. Yeah. yeah. And getter. I'm a tchotchke girl. I, you like know, I go to McDonald's and just buy the Happy Meal toys sometimes. Hmm. Like I have some Space Jam ones in my car right now to give to people. See, <sighs> I struggle with this. Because well, yeah, no, I was about to say you're minimalist in terms of airiness. You have very few. Mm-hmm. You don't well, have any tchotchkes. I don't have any tchotchkes. It's not the minimalist like airiness because each like. I don't know. Each space is sort of its its own kind of thing. It's more of like 
I guess I am a minimalist in the sense of like I do not like to own things and I will I love to purge like I love to like get rid of anything that's useless I love to go through a whole the that storage closet I've lived here for a year I've gone through it and gotten rid of half of the shit in there you're a real like, Bethany yes like 3,000 times I love to get rid of things and I don't even know how I accumulate the things that get in there but like I do love sort of just like a nice little like cute object but I also hate it. No, I have um, me and my whole family. We all have an unhealthy uh, connection to physical items. We're all hoarders in our own way. In mm. very, I mean, my parents just like scarcity and mm. Soviet life. So they each have weird hoardings, and they passed it on to my sister and I in mm. different ways. But I save, keep everything, and I'm surrounded by trash, and I need help. Okay. That's good to know. Sweatshirts, dresses. I mean, the things I've given away still stick in my head. Like, really? Yeah. Like, I gave away a free people skirt in high school, and I still sometimes think in about high like, stop. I have a Madonna shirt where I'm like, why would I've ever gotten rid of that? That would have been such a nice, cool collector item. Like, I think of the things, and then I did get rid of one jumpsuit a few years ago, and I, I, I sometimes cry thinking about how I got rid of it. That's so opposite of how I am. But, I mean, I it's the better like, way to be because I'm just like surrounded yeah. by mess, broken things, like some things I don't even wear, but I'm like, I can't, I can't yeah. get yeah. rid of it. I don't have oh. empty. Like I'll have, I'm someone that will have like four deodorants or something. Like I mm-hmm. won't finish it. When my friend had to pack up my apartment in a hurry, I had to leave town. Um, she said there were like, water bottles all over with like one or two sips left no hiding absolutely everywhere. not absolutely I will call the police yeah no it's bad my sister had professional help to help get rid of like a bunch of stuff oh really yeah yeah I don't know but I mean I'm not saying that my way is the right way to live because it is compulsive like it's it's compulsive that I feel like I need to like get rid of the things probably in the way that you feel like you need to save the thing yeah or I want to give it to people so like I'm always mm. just like do you need this I'll save that mm. or and th- it is nice having friends with kids because I have a lot of toys and I do feel like I get mm. I get to be like oh you're gonna love this yeah aerial crab see that's great I'm a terrible gift giver like truly I mean I can't remember the last time I like got a present for someone but I also really like experiences and so I'll be like hey like I'll take you to go do this thing or if it's like all my friends birthdays are coming up I know when their birthday is I'll call them on their birthday I'll plan something fun for us to do but like the thought of buying them a gift is not going through my brain I am fortunate yeah I'm a gift I'm a gift giver but I love a dinner too I like an experience or a concert ticket like I don't really care but I enjoy the shopping I enjoy like finding Mm. the perfect thing that someone's really gonna be touched by maybe that is the same thing though is because I'm like when my friends give me gifts for my birthday I mean the thought I love it but I'm also like who cares you know what is this thing that you're giving me although that's I mean god that sounds so maybe they're not great gift givers no they are good gift givers and they get me things that I like but I just like extraneous stuff I'm just like I don't care oh so since we're kind of in the neighborhood um my my the what glues our girlfriend groups together besides years of history is the housewives. Mm-hmm. And one of the husbands really came through and for Christmas got our friend a mug that said the real housewives of Highland park. <gasps> Didn't have like all, a little cartoon drawing of all you guys in it. No, it, uh, but it, I don't know if it had an app. It had some sort of fruit, but yeah. it, it was, he, I thought he nailed it. I love that. I do think like, 
the guy that I'm seeing has said that he really wants us to watch the housewives together. Cause he like really wants to, he's never seen it and he wants to understand, which I feel like is the mark of a good man. Like, yes. Yeah. Or, well, cause I had like, I flew to meet someone I'd been DMing with for a while. Hell absolutely. Yes. And we met up in Oakland and they, um, they were like, I watched a bunch of housewives to get ready for this trip. How'd it go? It was good. It was. I don't. Th- I didn't get the vibes that I wanted to. Yeah. I yeah. want to be like fully in love, and I know that. Whatever. But I'm not in the mood to like. It just wasn't a click for me, and I yeah. want a click. Okay. Fuck yeah, that you still like went and got on a plane to see that person. We'd been DMing for three years. I had to go. Oh wow. It was like fully online, and she was just like, "Listen, I'm, my best friends are getting married. Would you come and meet up?" And I was like, "I have to do this. My therapist yeah. would be sad if I didn't." Oh yeah. Okay, that's good. I and love we had that. a great time, but I do feel like I'm personal, but I wasn't feeling it. And I think because, uh, I yeah, she was like, "Hey, let's pick dates. I'll come to LA." And I wasn't excited. I was more stressed, so that's not really mm. a good sign. Yeah, yeah. I do. They're so cool. I just want to be in love. Like I, my, I want to meet someone and be married within a couple weeks or a month. Like Ooh, I, I have this that. like fantasy of that, and I know it's not fully healthy. And maybe with this person, it could be casual. But like, when you have to fly to meet up, it's impossible to be casual. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I always, I feel like my sense of romance is so warped. I have parents that are still together after coming up on forty years, and. They have like my dad told my mom that he was going to marry her on the first date and they have that sort of like instantaneous. You want to fucking talk about someone who never throws things away. When my parents sold our childhood home, my mom like pulled out all these boxes of just like memorabilia and made us go through them. Like I flew home to go through them and be like, you can get rid of this. We'll keep this, throw it in storage, whatever. And she had saved like every card they'd ever given each other, every note. And so we found these notes that they'd written each other when they were dating. It was dated like three weeks and they're like I love you I'm gonna marry you we're gonna have children together like all the the shit that today I'm like you're crazy for that but it's true and then they now 40 years down the line like who's laughing but I I feel like growing up with them where they have both of the things they have the magic where they instantaneously decided that they were gonna be together oh you're you're fine bud um, and the like grown up version of like, oh, we've made a choice to stay together forever. Even when my dad is like so obnoxious, most of the time they make it work and they like piss each other off, whatever has ruined me. And I, <laughs> well, no, I don't think it's, ru- it's just like, once you see someone that's crushing it or what you want, why would you settle for something less? Know, the standards are Once so you high. see true love, like I do, cause my sister, um, I mentioned her. She's been with her husband since sophomore year of high school. They're 43 now. And we're talking tattoos. And she was like, I don't want to get tattoos. I'm not really good at commitment. And I went, uh, you're, what are you talking about? You've And she goes, oh, well, I don't really see that as commitment. We just kind of have fun. I don't really think about it. Oh, fuck off. Yeah, they just have a great <laughs> time together and are so caring and thoughtful. And just, I don't know, they really kill it. And I have some friends that I feel like are super in love and... I don't want something less than that. Yeah. God, this sounds like what I'd I was rather be by to myself. My I don't today. love being lonely. Like I do feel lonely at times lately uh, for sure. And that's why I'm putting myself out there and like trying to meet somebody. But I'm not like 
I would never be like, I guess I'll marry this person. Like, that's not going to be me. Yeah, I don't see that as being me either. And I've been single my entire life for the most part outside of like dabblings here and there. And um, yeah, I don't know. I don't I guess like. I don't consciously choose that, I think. Um, but then I look at my friends who are serial monogamous who go from like dating one person for a year, like immediately into like this person for two years. And I just, just can't relate to it. So no, to profoundly. me, I go, how are you compatible with so many people? Like, I don't yeah. get that. I don't get that either. And I also feel like, I don't know. How do you like that many people? Yeah. Because I have a low tolerance for most men and I'm a straight person. So th- maybe therein lies the issue. Yeah, it's tough. Um, a lot of my married friends looking at traditional gender role marriages is tough. It is tough. It's yeah. tough. There yeah. are a lot of buffoons out there. And, a lot of buffoons. Um, it's enraging. So you'd also, so yeah, like if, it, if I end up with a guy, it's like s- someone that's, gets it I don't know evolved in Mm -hmm. more in better ways well welcome to the podcast (laughs) yeah welcome (laughs) I mean but that is what's so great about housewives is we've seen these women yeah I mean I started watching OC the moment it came out like I was a week yes I remember it being an event I remember being like what is this I love this watching it every week like I've been with housewives since the beginning and I'm not loyal like I don't watch Dallas or like I haven't really been watching this season I like but we've seen these women go through everything. I know. It's interesting how there's like such a telltale sign to the patterns that have sort of come through where it's like usually like a lot of housewives come on to get divorced or like the renewal of the vows is always a telltale sign that they're going to get divorced. Or there's certain things that you can see when you're looking at. Oh, is he being cute? Um, <laughs> yeah, he's he's the star of, of this show. If I'm being no, frank. he's really cute. Um. Yeah, like being able to see those patterns, I, it does feel sort of equivalent in a sense to like when you have a friend that's dating someone where it's like, okay, you guys are clearly not right for each other or you clearly are right for each other and you're fighting over something stupid and like you can see it stepping out of it, but like you never have that clarity when you're Well, and it. you never fucking know because uh, we have a friend, whatever, uh, we've all been taking like, like when are they going to get divorced type things? Like we look at it and we're like, this is a nightmare and they keep going through the next phases of life together and they keep kind of grow. And we're just like, but you hate each other. (sighs) We see the way you talk and treat each other and it's nuts. But if that's what you grew up with you, that's maybe Mm -hmm. what you crave. And they're in this weird thing. And we're, we're all wrong. We were all wrong. Damn. They're all past the divorce date that we gave them. Wow. Are you going to re up? Pick a new date? Or just- I mean, no, I, I've, I've been trying to, in honor of your dog, RuPaul, mm-hmm. I, I think of RuPaul, if, if they don't pay your bills, pay them no mind. Mm-hmm. And I know that's about mm-hmm. shit talking or haters, but to me, it's like, it's also about getting involved in people's lives business. and yeah. uh, business. And I'm trying, because I am a gossip. That's why I probably love the uh, housewives, but like, I like knowing things about people and judging people. And it's too much. And I'm too focused on other people and not on myself and finding what I want in my life. I get that. I'm also a gossip. I love to gossip. I love, I like believe strongly that you should talk shit about your friends behind their backs. I just think that that's important. No, it's, it's annoying when the women on the show are like, say it to my face. And it's like, stop pretending. Or like you said Mm -hmm. that that's the point. 
We're watching this show to watch you bitches talk shit about each other. That's what we do. Yeah. And I think that that's really healthy. Like, I by I think that my I mean, friends not outside the group though you don't talk shit about your friends to strangers like a oh, mixed no, I company think you absolutely should. but within you do I just I see I disagree well maybe I don't know I just think that like there are certain things we're all out here deciding whether something is like a uh, part of someone's personality whether it's like your business or it's worth it to confront them about it and if it's not then just go complain about it offline get it off your chest and then like come back and be present like I know that there are probably certain things about me I consider myself a very good friend there I probably have so many annoying characteristics but they're not that they're not that big of a deal I would rather have my friends go bitch about it to each other and complain about it get it off their chest and then come back to me and not be like holding on to it anymore because they like yeah or it gets worse and worse if all of no if all of you don't if all of you at one time are annoyed with one person that person doesn't stand a chance to be like for a while it's like bad because then you're waiting for them to do something stupid and then anything they do is magnified because Mm -hmm. You're like, ugh, can you fucking, she did that again. And yeah. so sometimes if we're not going to confront the person, we, I'm sometimes like, we need to stop. We can't get yeah. in the psycho cycle because now it's ruining my interactions with this person. Yeah. Cause in the back of my mind, I'm livid about these things that they did that I'm not allowed to know that they did. Ooh. So you're giving mm. me this shit that they said or done. And now I have to like, I'm not, I, like, I have to pretend we're all mm. good and we're not. Mm, interesting interesting and not talking about it face to face for me it's like I do have some friendships that have had like maybe eight years of resentment building up that we just keep ignoring yeah Yeah. no that that I can't wait to see how that plays out for you yeah okay so you started watching the housewives from the beginning from the beginning and you've been on board ever since um yeah absolutely and I'm a Vanderpump I mean I watched like uh what was it nine by design oh yes all the early back when Bravo was a channel about like professionals I don't even yeah I I, yeah I did love um inside the actor's studio but I've watched the scripted I've watched like the odd mom out the dirty oh, johns oh, okay the imposters the only person that has ever come on here and said that and I, I love it because I have watched some of these I've watched spy games <laughs> I love that I don't understand I mean but then I'll take three years off of Atlanta and be like what you know yeah well I mean listen I always refer to it as the Bravo cinematic universe because yeah. it is like so it's so much content that at no no reasonable person at any given time can just be like logging on every single night and keeping up with everything all the time. I mean, we all have lives. We have busy careers. We have things that we're doing. Um, the scripted era of Bravo, I felt was great. It was. Yeah. I'm the, sad it's over. Dirty John was incredible and imposter. It was fun. It's well, Dirty John wasn't fun. Dirt, fun I was going to say dirt, I couldn't. Imposters was like fun. But spy games, so so it's like um, thriller, but you're not that stressed. I really liked what was the one about the divorced women? Girlfriend's Guide to d- Divorce. Yes, Girlfriend's Guide to Divorce. That I was incredibly on board for. I didn't watch it, but I'm obs- I like Lisa Edelstein. I think that's mm-hmm. her name. Like I, I'm I, anything for her career. I'm on. I'm behind. Um, Dirty John to me, I couldn't stomach because it felt like they were trying so hard to be Ryan Murphy and it just like wasn't. I don't really watch Ryan Murphy besides Scream Queen. Mm. So I didn't get that parallel and I was just, uh, I was into it, but you just never know. It scares me. I dated a compulsive liar and after you get out of it, obviously not as violent as Dirty Uh John or like bad and evil, but 
it, it is like a whirlwind when you get out of it being like anyone could just feed you with like, how do you really know what is real okay that's a great segue because you host a podcast about SVU yeah is that I mean where did that come from where did your obsession with SVU come from I'm just someone that was raised on television and I don't know when it grasped me to be honest but if it's on I was I my I was watching on USA like yeah. it's just it's been part of my life as far as I can remember but I don't know when and then as a comic on the road it's just great hotel viewing mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um easy at easy. one episode at a time and you know it's there it's on the background it's just um it's a constant in my life yeah I guess I've never drawn those parallels but there is like a very similar there's a soothing aspect to the Real Housewives I find and there's a soothing I feel like before I became a Real Housewives person or a Bravo fan whatsoever my early soothing was like CSI long in order like any kind of procedural like that it just yeah. felt very comforting in that way because um, even right now there's all it's probably why I'm not watching the newer seasons of Bravo unless I'm with my friends is I want comfort right now oh they are not comfortable and I I just need something I've seen a bunch so I'm, I'm watching Top Model old drag races mm. I watch Laguna Beach like I'm, I just want I haven't even caught up on new SV I'm I'm uh, I'm only watching things I've seen before I listen. I mean, I get that. I get. I want to watch the White Lotus. You know, I want to watch uh, This Way Up. I want to watch. Uh, I made may I. I may destroy you, but yeah, it's just I can't. White Lotus is so good. I'm sure. I love Enlightened. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, White Lotus is like really tickling a place that I didn't realize I like wanted to be tickled. It's I'm loving it. Yeah, the internet. Uh, the internet loves is it. excited. Uh-huh. So I'm excited. Uh-huh. Um, to the point where I sent a clip of it to the guy that I'm seeing last night. And he was like, what's this from? And I was like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, how have you not seen these faces and like these tones all over the internet? The internet's obsessed with it. Well, I, he might be working hard. He, he might not be on the phone as much. Okay. Is that true? <laughs> no, that is true. Yeah, he yeah, works yeah. like 70 hours a week. It's yeah, insane. I'm on my phone that much, 70 hours a week. So of course yeah. I'm going to see more on the internet yeah. than someone Why that's do you think you want comfort right now? Why are you... I mean, I, this is not... Oh, I think it's full on like pandemic uh, mm. trauma. I think... Mm. I mean, I'm always someone that loves rewatching. But right now I think it's just like I don't... Yeah, I think it's just comfort to not yeah. have any surprises, regrets. I have no idea. Well... I will say that like anything that's new on Bravo right now is tough. Um, yeah, I mean, you know what's great? I don't know if you listen to Les Culturistas, great pop Matt Rogers, Bo and Yang. Yeah, yeah. But Matt Rogers re- like reenacted a whole Beverly Hills episode. <laughs> And he does Sutton's Southern accent so well. And he like, so I saw him a few nights ago and I told him, and I think he was re- drunk enough and he did it all for me <gasps> and the leather pants and the hunky dory. And so that's all I need. I'm caught up in terms of drama because I'm on the group chats. Oh, like right, I know right, what's right. happening. I'm yeah. caught up, but like, I just, ugh. I'm a little envious of your group chats because I have a handful of friends that have group chats and it's like, I have solo relationships with people where it's like, I'll get this, if something happens in the Bravo universe, it's like, I get the same link sent to me by like five different people. And I wish I could just like introduce them all and like make them all be friends and like throw it on the group chat. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can try to introduce like housewives only chat Mm -hmm. so that it maybe it'll feel less pressure to the strangers that are communicating, but 
Yeah. I only have one of the girls. And then like if something huge chat or something really funny, I have like an extra three, four people that I would send something yeah. to. Yeah. Okay. I love that. Do you engage with like Bravo internet, like the memes and the accounts? Oh, the and funniest the, the thing is I tweeted something about Leah once and Bravo historian went, wait, what was your source? And I messaged my friend who told me and Bravo historian was the source. And she goes, no, people are coming for me because I don't have a source. And I'm like, well, you were my source. So... <laughs> That's you literally just described being on the internet in 2021. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I love that. Um, but I love the Etsy and I follow, I actually mm. follow a lot of Insta and Insta accounts that love housewives and I love all their games on the stories. Like, oh yeah. Choose who you'd rather, you know, would you rather get married at Bluestone Manor or what's the fucking Jersey? What's the Manzo's place? Blue oh, Sto- the Blue Hill. Brownstone. The Brownstone. Brownstone. Mm-hmm. I know someone who got married there. Do you really? Yeah. I I mean, that's incredible. Yeah. I wish you would have attended. Very. I mean, it was before my time. Yeah. They mm-hmm. knew. We, I met them way out post their yeah. marriage. Yeah. I get that. Um, Who's your, like, do you have favorite cities or do you go by season? Um, I think New York overall is my sure. favorite. I think they give us the most in terms of like wasted vacation. They get over things. Like someone said this to me and it's so smart. Like a storyline in Beverly Hills would last eight episodes would be a minute on New York. I agree. We have Lucy, Lucy, apple juice, eight episodes here. It's like, you're a terrible mother. Go hang yourself. And the next day they're drinking. Like it doesn't matter. You can really go for it. Yeah. I mean, I know you're not watching. Yes. And I know you're not watching current New York, but literally Sonia came this close to punching a woman in the face and less than 24 hours later was like hugging her. Insane. Who did she punch? Almost this woman named Bershawn. Okay, who, I've met Bershawn. Oh, have you? Yeah, yeah. So she almost punched Bershawn in the face. She smashed. You know how um, oh, the fire extinguisher? The fire, yeah, like where you pull the thing out, smashed it. Sonia's my girl. Sonia's my fave. Yes. Um, yeah. Who are your faves? Do you have any? Um, so I have controversial favorites because I it. think about the fa- I think of like who would I want to hang with, and mm. I don't want drama. So to me, like, I want, yeah, I want Robin Mm. Dixon. I want Eileen. (laughs) I want, like, Heather Gay. Like, I just want, I I want a chill time. But of course I love Sonia. Of course. Yeah, yeah. There, to me, there's a, there's, like, so many factors that go into my favorite. And I do feel it's, like, at the end of the day, emotional. Like, who do I just love and gravitate towards? And there's some that are just beautiful. Oh, I Like, Dolores, to me, is the most beautiful woman in the world. Like, do I... Do I need to have coffee with her? I don't know. Like, yeah, Dolores. And like, I like to envision like things that I would like them to do for me. Like Dolores, I would say I disagree with her fundamentally on so many things, but like, God, would I love her to make me a meal? I would love to like have a coffee with her by the fireplace, maybe go on like a trip with her somewhere to the Jersey Shore. I don't know. I I would love it. Yeah. Yeah. And like Portia, I love, I love Cynthia, Mm, but I don't love like, obviously Ramona's great television, but she's not my favorite. Get her away from me. Put her in jail. Like Sonia is someone that's controversial, but like doesn't make me cringe. But like Kim Richards makes me cringe, Mm, you know, Brandy makes me uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't really think, I think that someone could probably go through like my Bravo statements on the record and be like, you're a raging hypocrite for like yeah. the ways in which I well, yeah, like I love myself. Heather and it's like, who likes yeah. Heather? But I like I Heather. <laughs> I know I like Heather. Not so much. She like weirdly came back this season. I don't know. I mean, and then a couple weeks ago, someone asked me if I liked Wendy and I was like, yeah. And then 
uh, on this season, I'm like, wait, no, I don't. She's terrible. But then she provides certain things. And it's like, her I'm husband's always, so cute. I think her I husband's the, one of the hottest. I know. I love a good house husband. And that does go far for me. Like, like liking the husband. Like if he brings good entertainment Are you value, just talking about, oh, enter- so you're talking about the Jersey housewives <laughs> or who? Like any of them. Like if they, like, if part of their storyline is like, they have like a garbage husband, I'm willing to let them go sooner rather than later. Mostly because I don't want to see like the whole like Dorinda and John thing. I was like, honey, you're going to have to break up with this asshole or not be a part of my show anymore because... Yeah. I, Dorinda might be my favorite overall in terms of like who I'd want to spend the most amount of time with in their home. Yeah, I feel that she, the alcohol makes her mean. Yeah. Yeah. So I would like to see her do something about that. I don't think she will. <laughs> you don't think she's working on it right now? No. Mm-mm. Do you think? I think so. You think so? Yeah. I mean, I... they have a lot of trauma. I mean, with the bad husbands, um, Ray Sani is really prolific, I feel, on Housewives Twitter. And she said something she was, about Potomac. on this podcast. Oh, she has been. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she is, I don't love that she loves Kenya. Obviously, yeah, no, there's some opinions. we have a long talk about her I'm not team babes. Monique. You know, mm-hmm. like, I don't think she is. But she has some opinions I don't care for. But about Potomac, and we mentioned this in the beginning with the husbands, but it's like Potomac, it's the saddest and most obvious when the women are doing great, how insecure and mad the husbands get. Yeah. Like um, Karen's husband, it's like she's been your housewife for decades Mm -hmm. and the little bit of shine she gets, you need to move to Florida. Yeah. You need to shut it down. You've changed. Why aren't you rubbing my feet? It's like she's done so much. And like with Giselle and that man, it's like – or Ashley being proud of this relationship. It's like these men are dragging you down. They're humiliating you. They don't respect you. They don't like you in any way. But you you having a man is more important than having a good man. I I mean, Michael Darby is it, to me the darkest. He should be off television. He, he is should a be off sexual television. assaulter on camera. Mm-hmm. Yep. He is a liability. Bravo made a huge mistake after one of their, I mean, I know that it wasn't one of their employees. It was like the production company's employees, but regardless, someone working on behalf of the show was assaulted by this man. There is no excuse for him still being on television anymore. And she is just, I mean, it's like your, you know, your biological father slammed the door in your face. That's what's going to happen. You're going to love a Michael Darby. That, that is what's going to happen. And it's so sad, but I, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I think about Ashley Darby and like how sad I am for her situation like twice a week out of nowhere because she had they were separated on camera she had the opportunity to leave and she is now two children deep with this man it makes me so sad it does and I know that like he's not I don't believe that he is an attentive helpful person in the households absolutely not but Absolutely I'm also not. sick of the storylines. I don't want to hear about your breastfeeding. I mean, I like that it's normalized for that, but I'm just like, I hate pair. I hate the storylines of motherhood. Yeah. Except Tinsley crying over her embryo, not even embryos, her frozen her eggs. eggs. Yeah. That of course, that's a great storyline. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't like the, like, I just hate it. There are some storylines that I like really, I'm like, I like can't get behind. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess the motherhood ones don't bother me so much, but the my guest last week has two children, and she posited a theory that once you have a baby, you should take a season 
off of housewives. That's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Her point of view was like the hormones and everything you're going through turn you into an absolute crazy person. And like not in a way where we want to watch you be crazy on TV in a way that like then middle America is going to call you a bitch and like never like you ever again just because you have hormones from having a child. So take a year off. Um, But yeah, I don't know. Also, like there it does seem extraneous like the um th- that's not a fucking word that's it not is. a word is it extraneous is a word i don't know what it means but it's okay. a word okay okay i love that um like i was watching i just did an oc rewatch and there was all that drama when megan brought the baby to iceland and then on potomac there was all the drama when ashley brought the baby to the thing and i just can't even imagine you have to film a housewives trip and bring your newborn with you with your nanny in tow that seems like I don't necessarily know that I want to watch that no I don't I don't want to watch it at all yeah do you have you ever interacted with any of the housewives I saw Lisa Renna at a Delta lounge hot and at LAX and I gasped so loud she looked up and (laughs) had to talk to me and I, I kept it short. I, you know, I said something like, yeah. you're the best. I'm a fan. I, but then the flight was delayed for hours. No. And so, but I gave her space. I didn't, you know, I didn't bother her um, in any way except for that initial. And I would have left her alone, but I gasped. Yeah. So I couldn't. And then I've been, I went to Vanderpump. I went to Tom Tom when they were mm-hmm. filming. So I waited for like an hour and a half outside. And when I went in, it was worth it. I saw so many of them yeah. and it was awesome. And I got a photo with Tom Schwartz. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it actually. I don't think I have any, oh, I was at drive and drag race in Chicago and I know Tinsley was there with Scott. Thank God she's out of that relationship, but no, I've not, I've had friends meet other housewives, but that's it for me. Yeah. I mean, I, I have, oh, well. you know what? Luann's daughter follows me on Instagram. Well, I can't believe that you buried the lead on that one. I did just, I just, <laughs> um, she seems cool. Yeah, she seems really cool. And that's what makes me, well, especially well when we get into the episode. But that's why I get so mad when Luann gets on her high horse of etiquette in class. Yes. When it's like, your daughter, like, paints topless paintings of herself. Yeah. Like, you guys are cool. Like, you remember your niece? You went downtown. Like, yeah. come on, girl. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Well, we should dive in. Um, I'm going to pull out. Wait, who's your number one? Sonia is your number one. Okay. Sonia is my number one. Um, I find her to be like at times problematic, but for the most part, she throws, she makes fun of herself more than anyone else, which I appreciate. I think that's like a key reason to not hate her. Um, I am a Bethany fan. I, I recognize she's psycho. But mostly I agree with her. Um, so your team, Bethany over Carol? Or oh, no? a thousand percent. Oh, wow. Yes. In that in that thing, team Bethany, I I will acknowledge that Carol probably has some valid points. Um, but yes, team Bethany. I Who else do I love? I loved Kim Richards. I thought she was great. But I'm also like a just like a little dark and twisty. And I like to watch her being high as a fucking kite on camera. They, they're the most quotable. Like once you're, you know, I love when Sonia goes, what are you doing here without Dorinda? Like, I'll say that all the time yeah. constantly. And with Kim Richards, I love the pig slut. Yeah. Oh, so much. God. Of course. And of you course. stole my goddamn house. Like, she's definitely so quotable. Yeah. I, I don't. I have less favorites and more like, oh, God, I hate this person. OK, so who do you hate? I hate Kenya. 
Yeah, I hate Kenya. Um, and not even in a fun way. No, not in a I fun hate, way. Because Luann irks me, but I, lo- I like her. Luann, I, Luann is a terrible person, yeah. but she can stay on my TV for all intents and purposes. Um, Vicky. She's a terrible human. Terrible. And her son terrible, knows terrible, it, terrible. you know? Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Can't stand Vicky. Struggle with Tamara. Yeah. I don't really like any of the OC women, to be honest, like from history until now. I liked those two slutty teen daughters, though. Was it Lori oh, or yeah. Tammy? Um, there were a few pairs of slutty teen daughters. But the ones that had like blonde with black underneath and the boyfriend had pit bulls and they had like the yeah, boat party. Yeah, I do think that was Tammy. Yeah, I like Tammy. The other one is Lynn. Lynn has slutty teenage oh, daughters, too. Oh, yeah. No, mm-hmm. Lynn was sad. Dumb. Lynn was weird. Yeah, Lynn was super weird. Um, who else do I dislike? And when you find out how criminal they all are. Well, Roxy and Gay said that Teddy is her least favorite. Yes. And I just kind of want to agree with Roxanne Gay. So I agree too because Teddy is not only absolutely useless, but then like her whole thing with like the all in by Teddy, which is basically just like a giant anorexia program. It's is like really awful. Really sinister, like so sinister. Um, and it's like, how can you be giving us nothing and yet behind the scenes you are like ruining women's lives how yeah yeah and I just never trust anyone that goes I never lie right it's like we all lie you don't have to say that you can say I'm trustworthy but you can't say I don't lie yeah yeah I like Kyle I think she's wrong a lot of the time oh she she's like I would she would drive me nuts She's a mean girl who cries at the drop of a hat. Mm-hmm. Like she can dish mm-hmm. it, but not take it. Mm-hmm. But I would love to hang out at her oh, house I would, with Mauricio. Mm-hmm. That is oh the number God. one hang. Take mm-hmm. me to Encino. Let me jump in that pool. Mm-hmm. Like I would have the best time with Kyle. Mm-hmm. With like all her kids. I feel like I relate to her in that way. I feel like I'm going to be someone that just wants to keep like popping out kids for 15 years. I, of course, want like a hot husband that is just like getting stoned and like being like, have fun all the time. Wait, did you, are you, do you like Vanderpump? I love Vanderpump. Vanderpump's my number one until it wasn't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Vanderpump was my intro into like being obsessed with all of this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I loved rewatching Beverly Hills from season one during the pandemic. Knowing everything we know about Lisa, it was like really fun. My favorite thing to do if I have like, if I have like a weekend to myself, the point in season two of Beverly Hills that now we set it from then through the end of the season is like cocaine to me. Yeah. Like because it goes from like you start at such a place and then it goes into that cursed Hawaii trip. And then into the Night of a Thousand Surprises. Which, what's the Night of a Thousand Surprises? That's the one where Kim and her bull mastiff boyfriend show up. Oh, yacked my Yacked out of their boards to the Sir reopening. That's the one where we meet Sheena for the first time. Wow, yes. That's the one where Taylor comes with her therapist who's just like a general medicine man <laughs> like or he's like an ortho's orthopedic surgeon or something but he's like her her therapist with a black eye it's that's when where cedric shows up oh wow yeah 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 but then now we said it that's a quote that's something that is used monthly in the front like i just feel it's oh like, my god i now we said it 
I one time for a friend of mine who doesn't watch the housewives and like finds it annoying how often I talk about it went in and edited that scene to for his birthday that was like because we don't say that you're 31 now and we don't say that you're a fucking Scorpio or like whatever and we don't say happy birthday but now we said it like it was so it was so choppy and stupid but he it and it, it's like his favorite thing ever it's now. a great gift and now he and now he constantly anytime I see him will find a way to be like and now we said it it's so good the women just keep on giving it's like comedians no one is as funny as these women they're it's like who the fact that Ramona has shit her pants on television multiple times multiple times grown women shitting themselves like that is who you can't make this stuff up is falling into a bush oh my god and this is I've I've said this before but the my this is how you know it's so good is that if you're in a circumstance where ever no one's seen it everyone's like yeah 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 you and your fucking real housewives like we don't care shut up and you have an urge to make a reference and you know that no one is gonna get it I will do it anyways and I'm gonna be like I'm gonna give you guys the three sentence backstory of this reference and I give it to them and they burst into laughter like just describing like I did this recently with like the Buca de Beppo venture oh, describing yes. Denise <laughs> Denise Richards asking and Dorit's rat ponytail down to her ankles like and they laugh and they laugh and they laugh and I'm like that's how you know that this stuff is truly the best comedy you'll ever see in your life no it is good what I've been trying like when people want to shit on it I bring up the most recent season of Atlanta I go not only do we get Bolo like a threesome with a stripper who was in a cage and fake Chanel with this big dick but they said no that's not enough we're gonna go catch a shark the next day (laughs) and then Marlo is catching a fucking shark like you thought the crab cake was the top like if if I went to a friend's house and they ordered crab cakes and didn't get me one I would that to me is bonkers behavior and then for a fucking threesome to happen and then a shark being caught yeah in fucking heels I mean it's in furry little slippers it's Atlanta so gives a lot like yeah. those are really yeah a woman in a sex swing episodes. with a, her friends are putting a vibrator on her in a sex swing she's in her 50s it's like that's who is who else is bringing that to television I also do think I'd have to evaluate this statement in like a from like a research perspective but I do think that Atlanta is the city that gives us the most off camera okay like with Portia getting engaged to Fallon's ex-husband yeah and like there's I just feel like there's a lot of like off camera in between season chaos that happens with those. well that's the newest theories um my friends are more intense this is not an original thought but it's like um I think it's from the internet, but a lot of the on-screen drama is actually like fake stuff because they can't bring up the off-camera stuff. And it's Mm. about shooting where it's like, you're mad at Denise because she's not showing up and she's being this and that, but you can't bring up the show in this like, what is it, fourth wall way. And so it does seem like there's un they can't say a lot of the things why they're actually mad at each other for. Yeah, but you know what I've noticed in going back is that it's like, and I have thoughts on this particular episode in regards to this is that you can kind of see the spectrum over time how they like at the beginning of the housewives they were so precious with it and how they've like dropped it and dropped it and dropped it over time and I do think now we're at a point where it's like they get it that we love it it's like mention it all like everything that happens off camera everything that has to do with the production of the show Uh, do you watch Siesta Key no okay I mean I don't recommend 
but I I watch and I like it and it's very like it's kind of like if someone had made Vanderpump rules but like in the style of the hills where it's like these people are garbage and you get to see the garbage every once in a while but they make it so shiny they want you to like look up to these people as if they're like these she 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 you know whatever and um one of the girls on the show is now engaged to a producer of the show and so because that had to be like a storyline because she was like dating this other cast member for two and a half years and they were really serious and he cheated on her and blah blah blah. she comes back after a season off and she's like hey everyone I have a new boyfriend it's our producer from the first season of the show and because it was like such a scandal now from like from then until forever they are just now like free to mention the production of the show all the time and they keep it they keep it in there like wow especially when it has to do with their relationship because like they have to talk about it but then even they've just extended it out into a bunch of other stuff like some girl like punched another girl in the face and they're just fully talking about how like production made her leave and she got sent home and like well you know because of the show and this and that and it's like I don't think it takes away anything from it. I'm like fucking talking. No, about it adds it. to it when they're it mad does. at the camera when Teresa like flicked oh, off yeah. the camera. Like I love that. That's the one of my biggest pet peeves is the storyline that Teresa is a victim of something. Oh. It really bothers uh, my best friend and I in a way of like she's a criminal and a disgusting, terrible, dumb person, and it's not like why it's her fault. It I don't feel fault. sad for her. She. I feel that she is the biggest hypocrite of all the housewives yeah. because she will get so mad about someone doing something that's like this big. And then someone, she will do something this big in the exact same category to someone else and not take any accountability for it. No, never. Those are the, that's why I love Margaret. That's another favorite of mine. I love Margaret as well. And Margaret, what I love about her, she, yes, I'm sorry. I did that. Yes. I said that always my bad. Always. And um, Mar- Margaret's in my top five. I love Mar- See, I like the boy. I like Eva. Like, I like the ones that I'm like, yeah, let's chill, bitch. But I don't think Margaret's boring. Margaret's not boring. Because she will flip out on you at the drop of a hat. And then she will come back and apologize two minutes later. Now, is that the way that I live my life? No. I do. <laughs> I, I think I have personality problems at times. Uh-huh. And I will apologize. Like, I'll yeah. call a bagel place back and be like, I'm really sorry. You did not deserve that. And they'll be like, okay, girl. And I'm like, I'm so, yeah, I'm, I'm always apologizing. Um, I mean, that's better than like lashing out and not apologizing. Cause I lash out like I, at, at the podcast, like we'll be, I'll lash out at the producer. I'll lash out at them. And then I'll two minutes later be like, and just, um, is that okay? We're fine with that. I apologize. <laughs> is there anything else need, needed to be said? I was stressed interesting yeah is that like a Virgo thing what is that no I just recognize that like the way I react sometimes is because of my family and how we interact with each Mm. other and I don't want you people don't like to be yelled at or flipped out I like you know and so sometimes I do things where I'm like I don't want to act like this Yes. I don't I need to be mad at like because there was no pesto on this bagel. Like there's no reason this guy's day needs to be ruined. Yeah. I, I obviously took out my own whatever on this man. Yeah. And I, I would prefer to have my karma clean. Yeah. See, that's so interesting. I think that my conflict resolution style is a direct result of what you're describing, which is that what happens in my head 
is like the catastrophic like I'm so upset I'm freaking out and so whenever that happens I like realize it I feel it and I like turn into like a little scrunchie that just got taken out of someone's hair and I'm like I'm gonna remove myself from this situation and I like turn and I leave and I wait until I turn back into a person from a scrunchie and then I'm like let's talk about why that thing made me upset oh yeah so the closer someone is to me like let's say a friend made me upset I will shut down fully oh yeah yeah and stare (laughs) and they're like what and I'm like I can't even look at you right now Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and I'll yeah. take time. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, we'll see. I'm definitely not consistent, but I do flip out. Yeah. I mean, I usually just sort of keep that inside. The guy that I'm seeing, we kind of like went back and forth. He was telling me about um, a circumstance in which someone uh, he worked with through like a temper tantrum over something. And I was like, that's stupid. And he was like, well, I see his point on X, Y, Z. And we like went back and forth for forever. And he's like, okay, if this happened to you, you're telling me that you wouldn't react the way that he did. And I was like, no. And he's like, well, what about this? Like sort of like tweaking the situation or like, what about considering this fact? And I'm like, no, like I'm so not a tantrum thrower. Like if I am, I will do anything besides lash out. I'll go like write it in my journal or whatever. You know what I mean? Or I'll cut you out of my fucking life. That too. Yeah. But see, that's what's... Because I have these best friends that I'm upset with and I've had to talk to them. It's going on a year now and I refuse to bring up the issue, but I'm clearly not treating them the way I did. Yeah. And they know what's up and they're trying in their own way and I keep being like, I gotta just tell them and I won't. Mm, Weird. And so they know something's up. I definitely know something's up. Things are definitely different in our friendship and I just refuse to tell them. Mm. See... I have friends that, well, I guess I would say for the most part, what I like about that time is like, I get to reflect on, I get to get all the fucking crazy out because what's happening in my mind is like, as soon as you piss me off, I'm like ready to burn this relationship to the ground. I'm like, I'm never going to fucking talk to you again. Like the minor, most minor inconvenience or like spat. I'm like, I'm never going to talk to this person again. It's all over for me. It's over for us. Like, and then once I take the time, those feelings fade away. Um, And so I usually think I'm pretty good at being able to be like, hey, I took this space away from you and this is why and like X, Y, Z. And I feel like that's what that time does for me because my instinct is like, I'm just going to like cut and run from this. And but then I take my time and I'm like, no, you don't want to do that. I don't want to do it. I know I have to. Yeah. It's tough. But you know, when you realize it's not about a situation, it's what that these are just that's who they are as a person. Yes. So it's trying to figure out uh, what what's the goal of this conversation. They're not changing. It's me accepting them as they are in the way I can. And that is me being less giving as a friend. Yeah. But what's the point of a talk? Yeah, it's um, it's just fear. Yeah. If there's something where it's like it's none of my business to try and make you change this characteristic about yourself, then I'll shut the fuck up about it and just like distance myself from that person. Yeah. I just don't expect you to be a good friend to me anymore. So I'm not going to give it. And like, I can't wait to see you at a party, but I, I'm going to think about, I'm not going to think about you like I did. Yeah. I mean, that's a move that I do too. It's just like, I kind of had to do that recently where it's like, 
I don't know how many times I can say the same things to you. Yeah. So I think maybe I'm just not going to do that anymore and like push you out in the rotation. Yeah. Yeah. That I feel is healthy. We'll see. <laughs> we shall see. It's because it's not fair to them. I did read one Instagram post and it was like, if if a friend cuts you out for one thing, they were never your friend to begin with. Mm. That was an enemy. And it's like, I don't want that. I don't want it to seem like my friendships aren't real. I mean, that's the, it, that is a Virgo thing. Very judgmental, very nitpicky. Yeah. Very, yeah. Aggressively judgmental. And I don't know that I agree with that detail. Instagram statement. That if they cut you out for one thing, they were an enemy. They were never your friend. Because it's like you're they allowed were never to... your friend, but an enemy seems crazy. For sure. But like it is true where it's like if you've had this year, like I've been friends with these people for years and it's like this one thing I'm done, but it wasn't one thing. But it does make me think like if this was a friendship, I should give them the courtesy to discuss this issue with them. Yeah. Just cutting someone out because I'm not perfect. I fuck up. I do wrong things. I say the fuck. Like, I don't want to be cut out of someone's life because I fucked up once. Yeah. But I yeah. do that to people. Mm, yeah. I mean, it's such a case. No, that's basis. why the housewives are amazing where it's like dismissed as like fluff television, but like interpersonal communication and how we deal with each other is oh, central to our lives. And the patriarchy is what's fucked us all up. Yeah. <laughs> honestly. On how be because gossip is kind of good and healthy. Uh, yeah. But like be back to SVU. There's one episode mean and it's like these teenage girls kill one of their friends mm-hmm. in a really horrific way. Is it are all SVUs based on a real true crime? No. No. I would say a lot are, a but lot not all at all. Okay. This one was. It was oh, uh, based on a crime by uh, a murder of this girl named Shanda Scherer. But um bd wong the psychologist uh on the show he was talking about he goes young girls like guys are socialized to be aggressive and so they're aggressive and deal with stuff girls are taught not to be aggressive and so um a lot of girl conflict comes out in passive aggressive creepy weird ways yeah because we're not taught how to be aggressive towards each other yeah and really discuss so then it's like oh let's just not be nice to her cut her out or this and that and not talk about it because it's not really we're not socialized to talk about it for yeah yeah so it's when all this, yeah, the housewives are actually like some of the most healthy communications, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I will say like. But hanging out with people that you hate is my reality. Like sometimes I hung out with like a friend who's not in entertainment in any way. Like and her friends yeah. are all teachers. And I was there for her birthday. The group left. And I was like, you don't want to talk shit about any of them. She was like, no. And I go, no one there annoyed you. No, you didn't. And she goes, no, you that's she goes you need to hang out with less dramatic people I go I've never hung out with a group of people and not had someone to talk shit about after yeah and then after a while I go oh but them too like why have they been dating this long and not wanting to get married and she goes is that the drama you really needed you found the one piece of drama we had she's like yes she needs she wants to get married he does not are you happy now are you satisfied (laughs) I go yes I I needed something but like there are people who just hang out with their friends and love them and it's chill and I just do not experience that I talk I'm always annoyed well, okay, I would say maybe a good goal would be the way not to like be so obnoxious about this, but the way that like my friend group operates is um, we are obsessed with each other, like love each other so much, hype up, like hype each other so much, hype, hype, hype. Yeah. But we troll each other to the ends of the earth. On the internet or in person? To each other's face. Yeah. Like I tell my friends how psycho they are constantly. 
my like my best friend's husband who I'm super tight with I love him is like I we always joke that he would be an amazing real housewife because he's like the most he's like the most chill surfer guy you you've ever met in your life and he's like so relaxed but like underneath it all he's like a messy little bitch and he would make an incredible real housewife and so we troll him to his face and tell him that constantly but is he take it like sensitively or is no, he we sensitive laugh. about okay so no, we laughs. all laugh calling each other out in fun ways is fine. yeah oh my god it's yeah and it's essential and it's like i love when they do it to me too it's like they're making fun of me constantly and accepting but they have to accept their flaws like this is tough when your friends are delusional well i don't have delusional well, i have delusional friends or friends that are just not in reality because you're you'll okay, see yeah, something no, and you'll that. see the way they're reacting and then you'll hear the full story and it's like you are not living in reality and that's really right. hard but but if someone's living in reality like we have one friend who doesn't text back ever like so mm-hmm. bad at texting oh yeah, yeah and it'll we can make fun of her about it yeah we have one friend who always, like if they're not if they have not come to terms with their flaws it, you cannot troll them that's true. Yeah. It I needs to all be out on the table because I have a couple delusional friends and I'm sure I'm delusional for some reasons too, but like you can't call them out on stuff because they don't see themselves as that. Yeah. I would say my friends aren't really like that. They like, or they'll laugh it off, you know? Do you want to pause and take care of no, whatever this did. is? The video wasn't going through and it was doing Oh no, for your cameo. Yeah, but my representative will deal with it. Who is this for? Oh, thank goodness. This is very funny to me. Oh, that's cute. Um, it's a flex because I'm absolutely no one. I cannot imagine anyone wanting a cameo from me. Yeah, you'd be surprised. I mean, I feel like uh, I definitely get a lot of, um, I don't know. I've, I've like been places and in, in one time I went to Cheetah's, the strip club, I love strip clubs. Like truly, they're like truly. So one of my I've never places. been to a strip club. I don't know if we talked about this when we met, but I'll it is. You. I want to go so bad, but now that I've waited this long, I kind of want to go with someone I'm romantically involved with, mm, okay. and have it be like kind of sexual, or maybe mm. I just have to go. But like, I love porn. I subscribe to people's OnlyFans. I'm like out there. I love dancing, and I'm like, why haven't I not been to a strip club? Strip clubs are like I. I've been going to a lot of them. Like, Does your new guy like strip clubs? He's yeah, he's fine with it. But I also like. I don't, it's not a sexual thing for me. It's like a, I like worship these women. I just think they're like, so like, it doesn't get me horny being there. Um, I just am like, I almost like don't want him there. I'm like, let me fall in love with these women by myself. You don't need to be a part of this. But like, I don't know. I, because I've been to like four strip clubs since we've been seeing each other, like, which is a lot in a short period of time. And he, so he gets it. He knows that I am like into it. And he's like, yeah, I'll totally go with you. He's like a little square though. So I'm like, it's not like he's like, oh, fuck yeah. She likes strip clubs. Like, let's go together. He's like too square for that. I feel like he's probably only been to like, one at a bachelor party yeah. or something. But um, I went to Cheetah's. I got there and a comedy show was happening. Now listen, no shade. Because I did comedy for years. I was d- performed at UCB the whole nine. I never did stand-up. But I was like in that world. And so when I went to Cheetah's and a comedy show was happening, I was pissed. I was like, this is not what I fucking came here for. And so I just like waited in the back, so grumpy until all the comedy kids were leaving so that I could see my ladies. And so I like pulled, I scooted up to like 
the the rail the tip rail and I was like excuse me are you leaving so that I can have this chair and the girl's like yeah and she turns around and she's like I follow you on Instagram so like that kind of stuff happens sometimes but like other than that it's like no one wants a cameo for I me. actually I taped a show at Cheetah's they did this is not happening at Cheetah's where it was like a storytelling TV show and it did look really cool on camera yeah but I'm sure People were pissed that wanted some stripper action. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wanted to see. And I'm some sure girls. the strippers were pissed because they couldn't work. Yeah. I mean, this was like a thing where they were. I just got there. Su- we got there super early. We got there at like nine. And I guess the thing it was going from eight to nine thirty or whatever. Mm. It's a different expectation. Yeah. No, I'm never. I want it so bad. Yeah. I will take you. I'm also dying to go. So my best friend Sydney and I really want to go on like a true strip club trip to like we want to do like Atlanta, Miami and like hit like the real good ones because there there's not like legendary good strip clubs in L.A. OK. Yeah. I mean, Jumbo's Clown Room, but that's like an entirely different vibe. Yeah. 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 Have the girls ever gone to it? I've, I've seen strip classes, but I don't remember them going to a strip Just club Just when ever. they went, because Erica was like, I used to work here. Oh, yeah, the Jersey place. Yeah. Yeah, and then Lisa Ren is like, I can't imagine my daughter's doing it. And it's like, yeah, you're rich. Of course you can't. But also... Also, your daughters do that. Like, uh, they, they do the equivalent of that in, like, 2021. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're, like, out on the internet. I'm really upset by that relationship. I'm deeply upset by that relationship. I don't understand why we're letting Scott Disick just be a predator and carry on. I don't know. And I don't know if you watched the clip, but it was like Courtney after giving birth and she was like 115 pounds. And he's like, I met you at 95 pounds and that's where I need you. That's where I like you. I'm not really attracted to what you're doing right now. And it's this fucked up clip that I saw this past year. And then thinking about, you know, Amelia and her eating disorder things being with this man at yeah. such a young age is really upsetting to me. It is. I mean, I am. Uh, oh God, how long has it been? Six years. I'm six years in eating disorder recovery. Mm-hmm. And so like watching eating disorder storylines on Housewives is always like a little bit of an interesting thing just because it's like I don't judge them. I don't like you know uh it doesn't like bother me or anything like that but that one I just was sort of like I think that eating disorder recovery is never linear and you're never recovered it's like a I mean some people can be but like I can't like I go to a 12-step program for it gonna have to for the rest of my life and it's like yeah it's not linear and so just seeing a moment like that it's like I guess I'm not judging her thinking oh, you're not as, like, recovered as you think you are. It's like, oh, I've been in your position before where it's like, I thought I was in a better space than I was, but I was still really suffering. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, that I do not like that she's dating that man. And I I think that, like... No, and the eating disorder storylines on Housewives in particular are always so strange because the women are clearly not out of the blue or whatever it is, but they think they are, and it's just kind of weird where it's like, Jackie, there's a problem. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's also tough, too, because lots of people will also judge in a way where I'm like, okay, the one thing that I wish that they would say on Housewives, I think of anything and watching women talk about it is like, For many people, 
they will never be a normal eater, which doesn't mean that they're suffering from their eating disorder, but it might mean that their meals look fucking strange. And it might mean that they eat weird shit at weird times of the day. And I am six years into my recovery. I had a relapse recently, but I just hit 90 days again. And so it's like, I've got a lot of time under my belt without engaging in my eating disorder behaviors. But like, I wouldn't like, want anyone to know what my meals look like because they don't look like an adult woman that has like a healthy relationship with food. But for me, it's like, we're good. You know what I mean? And so that's the one thing that I wish that they would say on housewives is because a lot of people like with, with Jackie, I think in particular, I think sometimes it is like, Oh yeah, this does sometimes seem like a problem. But then also I I wish she would kind of look at them and be like, Hey, like my meals are going to look strange. It is what it is. Like well, if I'm not throwing judgment. up my food, then it's fine. That's the thing with these women. They like go after each other for things at times uh, and try to make each other feel bad about stuff where it's like they've all been through. It's like, oh, you're old. You're single. You're du- you're this. Oh, you're that. I know. And it's like, but you've all done it. Or like, well, I wish you probably wish you had kids. And it's like they're just making fun of each other for weird shit where it's like you all care like work out hard or like look a certain way because you put work and time or money into plastic surgery for this so why are you going after someone that does have a weird food thing yeah why is that a thing to go after these people for when it's like you're all doing it's just weird it's just that's they um disappoint me when they go after each other about stuff like that yeah yeah that that's oh you're poor and it's like well you've all been poor you've all had to work hard or not all but yeah you know, or like when they just call each other out for stuff where it's like, you're being foreclosed on. Why are you making fun of her for having a home upstate? You or- know, who's the worst at this is Luann. Yeah. Luann is the worst yes. about this. She's always basically calling Sonia like a $2 whore. Yeah. And it's like. Yeah. But the one food thing that I always think of is like when they were in Hawaii for Camille's wedding. Uh huh. And they had that like pasta and the mozzarella cheese. And Teddy was just looking at it in a way where you're like, oh, girl, that sucks for you. And yeah. then it was it like pained her to eat the noodles. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do wish there was like when that whole expose came out last year on like how all in with with Teddy is just like big anorexia and like really damaging and really bad. It's like it almost made me upset that that happened like after she was already either kicked off the show or like an afterthought of the show or whatever because it's like I do wish that that was exposed on a larger platform. But none of those women would have cared. And and now we said it. Yeah. And now we said it. Okay. I, that's the thing. Kyle's always friends with like the worst people. Teddy well, Sutton. I think Kyle is kind of the worst, but she just, there's just something about her that she just doesn't bother me that much. And you know what it is? I think it's a little bit like I relate to her on certain, like, um, I can't say this. Why? <laughs> I was going to just say some shit about my sister. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Um, there's certain like family. Okay, I'll say this. Family dynamics with Kyle that I like relate to with her and her siblings. Um, distilled out, of course. But yeah, I don't know. There are like certain things that I, I, re- I like really relate to her on. But she is kind of the worst. She is, but she's the cool girl. She's Regina George. It's you want to go to her house. Yeah. You know, at the I end I don't think she's that malicious. 
No, but like they were so mean to Brandy when she came in with the crutches. Oh like that to me was I mean know. girl oh behavior. God, that was so sad. And honestly, I really can't stand Brandy. I think she's awful. She also makes me really uncomfortable. Yes. But like, yeah, when she first came into that, like I felt so bad for her. The game night, they were horrible to her. Yeah. It was awful. Yeah. So that kind of behavior with Kyle where it's like, you, you know, you're old Hollywood rich. Like you do have yeah. some bad tendencies, but it's like your hair is the best. Your husband's the best. Your yeah. kids love you. Your Great plastic surgery. Like, you know, like I think people will probably jealous of her. I yeah. hate when hot people are like, you're just jealous. And it's like, no, you're actually a dumb cunt. But with her, I'm like, no, people are jealous of you. Yeah, I guess that's fair. But with the sisters both hating her and not being invited to like Nikki's wedding and all of that, it's like yeah. Kyle's doing something shady. Um, well, and yeah. Mauricio, I think, did take clients from like their company, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I do think that they're like, I think they're a little shady, but like, because he voted for sense, Trump. Mauricio is a Trumper. Well, not in the sense of like, I think that they have the money that they have and that they got it through legitimate means and that they like, are pay, that they pay their taxes and that they're above board. But like, do I think that they probably have some shady practices? Yeah. Yeah. They're not going to prison ever anytime soon, but yeah, they're a little shady. You don't get that rich without being a little shady. Yeah. You just don't. Agreed. Okay. Let's, let's dive in. Okay. So we are covering real house size of New York season seven. I literally have never once re remembered the number whatever it's like 11 or something it'll be on the materials what the fuck ever it's don't be all like uncool which is uh one of the best quotes ever some of the best merch too. oh my god i know i love when you said i can't believe it hasn't been taken yet i was like me too it's the best i mean the trips you have uh, you know obviously a scary island tattoo all the trips of all the franchises are the best episodes of all time but new york vacations new york are the best. Ramona's high standards really help to have these mm -hmm. homes that are incredible. And it is when people are like, if you had all this money, what would you do? What my dream is to have a vacation like this. Yeah. I, my very first note is Turks and Caicos is an underrated trip in housewives history because outside of this moment, people don't really think about this trip, but like we've had so much. No, the, I know it all. Mm -hmm. Is this the Exala Francais? Yes. I yes, mean, it is. That's one of the best Excel things ever. I guess that's true. Yeah. That, I guess I know it all. Um, the the Boogaloo's like, I don't even know that place, but it's always like, do you want to go to Boogaloo's for lunch? Like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> or what is it? Um, not Sand Trap. Uh, sandbar. Oh, yeah. Or but they were like pissed about Sandbar, yeah, right? Yeah. And then there was... Um, Oh, this is the trip that Ramona has been ignoring everyone in favor of finding Dick. She yes. literally, like, the owner of the bar, like, the hottest guy in the room, she fucking elbowed her friends out of the way to be able to talk to him. But Carol had such a good read that I don't think I noticed before in this episode where she goes, whatever, Ramona's 80s, the time of greed, where it doesn't matter what. Like, and it's true. I think she is from the, like, what is it? Gre Gecko? Like, that Michael yes. Douglas yeah, Wall Street Gordon movie? Gecko. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's She's her vibe. So, that's her whole vibe. She is 80s greed, coke, business, New York. Yeah, she totally is. So we, oh, and then there was a confrontation against Sonia for being an alcoholic, which I wrote, LOL, this was You bitches! Like, I love that. <laughs> I wrote, LOL, this was fucking six seasons ago now because they just had a confrontation with her on this season about her drinking and tried to do it in like a real 
real way. And it's like, guys, how many times do we, every season, we try and talk to her about her drinking? Yeah. It, uh, uh, why, come on. We're, it's been too long now that I feel like you just have to like let her be her or stop being friends with her. I don't know. Like, you know? Yeah, she gets fucking hammered. I mean, she's fall every vacation, f- falling, hitting her hat. I mean, yeah. she's just the gift that keeps on giving. Oh, she's the gift that keeps on giving. But I mean, like the Miami trip when she is screaming, Dorinda, for like 15 seconds longer than I did it. Like she's threatening to pee in the bathtub, taking off her pants. She's like, they have to call the paramedics because she falls on her fucking face. She doesn't know who the president is. Like, it's it's so good. Or, or yeah, even Atlantic City. It doesn't matter where she is. If there's a trip, she is giving. She's giving. Okay. But she behaves in the house trips. She's Bluestone Manor, she's never the problem. Mm-hmm. Well, she was uninvited once. But Berkshire's, she's not the problem. It's mm-hmm. only, like, if there's a rented house or yeah. a hotel. Yeah, which I love. So we're dropping in. This is what the third episode, I think, of this trip. And so we're dropping in previously in the middle of a dinner confrontation. All the women are at dinner and Luann is hammered, slurring her way through a judgment on how often Heather curses. And this is classic Luann and Dorinda. It's classic. Oh, I would never. And it's like, who cares? And I love what Heather said. She's like, so my mom didn't give a shit that I swore. So you're telling me my mom is a bad mom. Like, what are these rules and standards you're preaching on to everyone? This is, it's like, well, this so is something annoying. that is to me just such a classic, like I don't drink alcohol. And so it's like, yeah, I've been in this situation many times where it's like your wasted friend is so mad about something that you just have to roll your eyes at because you know that it doesn't actually bother them. They're just drunk. There's nothing behind this, nothing. They're just hammered. And just, but the optics of Luann and Dorinda who literally can't like each word flows into the next for one master word like no sentences just like slurry sloppy sentences telling you how you're a piece of trash and you have no etiquette the optics of that is so good so you think heather should have just chilled out a little bit no i think actually she handled it just fine i really i do have a moment that i never noticed Kristen to me is kind of boring you know yes but she had a Mm -hmm. really funny moment at this dinner where the server was pouring her wine and they were making eyes at each other like oh god give me more wine and they had like this cute moment oh i didn't and giggling in the background together and i was like okay Kristen, look at you like kind of vibing with the staff in a way because like the rest of them are so not nice to servers no. or anybody oh or like the way that especially yeah, Ramona, Ramona the way that she disgusting. treats like the help or whatever you want to call it I mean it's it's really sick so um Heather reaches a point where she's like this is we need to dial it down we need to yeah. dial it down she takes Dorinda into the hallway just to calm her down this is exactly what I would do with someone who was like wasted and upset I'd be like let's just bring it back down to earth everything's fine you're fine Dorinda's this I wrote is this the first time we've ever seen Dorinda get buck because this is like classic Dorinda getting super hammered and then like bringing the hands out and I don't, I don't know, know if this, this is this, the first time. I don't think so because they didn't seem shocked. They were like, oh, dirty martini time. I mean, literally, she's starting is like all over the internet. And it's in reference to when Luann was like, she's starting because this is how everyone knows that that's how Dorinda's, Dorinda gets. Yeah. Yeah. 
So she pulls her aside and she's trying to just like talk her off the cliff. <laughs> and I think, I don't know for sure, but like, I think Ramona was like in the bathroom. Ramona's like trying to be the number one friend and being like, I know her longer. And Heather's like, this does not include you. And they start physically like shoving each other. Yeah. To get to But I to think Dorinda. the reason this happened is not because Ramona left the table to chase after them. I think Ramona was like in the bathroom coming back. And what should have been the end of this, which was Heather just like talking her off the ledge. And she was like, oh, no, I'm going to get involved in this without having any context because this bitch was in the bathroom. I'm like pretty sure they just passed each other in the hallway. And that's when she was like, you're really upset. You need a hug. And she's pushing Heather out of the way. And Heather is pushing Ramona out of the way because Ramona's trying to be like, I've known her forever, forever, forever. And, and this is what she needs right now. And I would have punched Ramona in the face. Yeah, but at the end of the day, Dorinda did pick Heather, and that's That's a big fuck you to Ramona. Like, Dorinda was like, bye, bitch. Yeah, I just like, there's, that's something that like really, when I watch these shows, I get fired up. Like, I feel this way about Kelly Ben Simone. I feel this way about Ramona, where it's like, don't tell me how... I should be feeling right now don't tell me how the the emotions should be resolved in this moment like don't tell me how to like handle a conflict or like an emotional experience like when you're not involved in it and it's about my emotional experience and this person's emotional experience that like literally like I feel like someone like lights a match in my stomach because I can like feel the flames in my chest when that happens I didn't know that Kelly did that, but maybe I just don't have any That's memories like outside of gummy bears. Thing about Scary Island is that they are the reason. Well, I mean, my theory is that she had a psychotic break from reality, and I think what triggered her is that it, in the first episode of Scary Island, when they're on the yacht, the women just had all of those confrontations with Jill, and they're sort of like, ah, like you know, and they're sort they're they're like talking they're not talking shit about Jill they're just sort of like debriefing from what was like a very stressful and difficult thing and Kelly like will not let them have their feelings like literally is like trying to shut the conversation yeah and like Bethany's dad was just dead and she's like well get over it he didn't want to have kids who cares shut up and it's like and, yeah, it's and there was fresh divorces yeah, yeah, feelings. Yeah. And so I think that like in Kelly's mind, they were all like talking trash and like that doesn't, she doesn't like when people express their feelings. And I think that that's like what like triggered the, the psychotic break. But like, I just, yeah, don't, don't, don't come into my conversation where I'm trying to, we are having a problem and we're making it work and be like, actually you're wrong. She just needs a hug. Fuck off Ramona. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Uh, so I very much understand Heather. Like, I'm I'm just going to say right now, I'm going to, I'm on team Heather for a lot of the shit that happens in this episode. Oh, yeah. I mean, I love caviar. <laughs> and so I love a girl that like jumps up and down for caviar. Sure, sure. Okay. And she won the lawsuit against um, Spanx. Spanx. Like, Did Yummy really? Tummy is I love that. actually the patent. So it's like kind of cool. Okay. So they make it work. And it's all just like, okay, they're going to go out. We're going to go home, whatever. Oh, I also need to mention, I forgot Dorinda's dress is awesome. It's like a oh. short Missoni looking like mm. crisscross in the oh, back. I know which like one you're talking about. she looks mm-hmm. fucking good. So I would say I generally, say I don't love her style choices, but no, you know. no, she, yeah, she does not have good style. I would kill to see her with a different haircut. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So 
it's 9.15 the next morning. I love when we get a timestamp. It like tickles me. It's so good. Yeah, and you just know that vacation vibe of like you're hungover, you partied so hard, but you're on vacay, the sun is shining, yep. the pool is there, and there's a chef, you gotta get going. Listen, the house is trashed. There's underwear everywhere. I love the camera work on this, like setting the scene. Bottles everywhere. You, It really does set the scene, especially because I'm the kind of person that it's like on, I'm obviously a very clean person, but like in a party situation, it's like, listen, we'll handle it tomorrow. I don't like, despite being a very clean person, I'm like, yeah, let's wake up on vacation at 9.15 and have the place look like a frat house. That means you had a good time last night. Oh, yeah. No, I wouldn't. I don't I don't want to clean ever. But that pool looked so crisp. Oh, I know. To be in L.A. on a 90 degree day and <sighs> see that pool was tough. I know. I know. So I love this because we just like jump right in. Obviously, the camera people were probably like Ugh, like like chasing after yeah. what happened because Heather is freaking the fuck out. She's she pulls in Carol and she explains that she goes to wake up in the morning, probably like camera people aren't there yet, enjoying like a nice quiet moment. She sleeps in the nude. She gets up. She's naked. This house, obviously, it seems like they don't really have doors in between places. It's like this is connected by a bathroom, like very open concept. And she's trailing her robe behind her. And she sees that in Bethany's bed because Bethany has left the trip at this point which is like basically almost in the same room as her there is a naked man that she doesn't know asleep in the bed so she flips the fuck out she like leaves and then she goes to go downstairs and the man is awake and downstairs and obviously leaves at some point so for at some point between when this happened and when the cameras arrived the man was like fuck bounced She's very upset. Very, very upset. She's explaining the situation. She starts to cry. She's, <laughs> this is where I start to be like, oh, I start to like get sad because she's like having a genuine emotional reaction. She's like, he could have been watching us while we sleep. Where's your jewelry? Like, I get that, but also, bitch, nah. It was a party night. No. People sleep over. Like, come on. Absolutely no. You're scared and you're going to be robbed and assaulted. Yes. He was passed out. I totally agree. I agree a thousand percent. But I, in the moment when you just get spooked like that, every bad potential situation that could have happened is like running through your brain and I have a lot of empathy for her in this entire situation and how she's crying and how she's upset because I would think that yeah that would be what would happen is like all of the ways that it could have gone wrong every like true crime you've ever heard of of a vacation gone, gone wrong for a woman like every every like worst case scenario that would scare me would be running through my brain in that moment and then I would come back down to earth and be like okay obviously this was fine but like that would be running through my head in that moment. So I, I do have a lot of empathy for her. But I would then scream right away. Everyone would wake up. We'd kick him out. Like, I, I get that her emotions are real and valid and she's feeling them, but she's a fucking square in this moment, to use your word. She is a square in this moment. I think that, like, so... Now, so they're raising hell and they're, like, barging into rooms trying to figure out what happened. And, like... 
again, I do under, I like very much understand this. I, I, I get it because she's like, especially when she got, when she was like, you brought a man home. You guys were wasted. You were uninhibited. She's obviously assuming that they fucked like the unspoken context here. I feel like is she's like, what if that man raped you? Like, what if you were too drunk and you tried to say no? And he like forced himself on Like, what if something fucking terrible happened last night? I think it's like, we definitely are out of the, like we, I we, get we it. We can't be in like the zone of taken anymore. That's like a little naive. No, but- I know that, but that's she didn't seem upset about that and also like stop acting like getting drunk and bringing guys home is something that's not a regular thing that happens yes it's acting like oh my god and it's like people fuck on vacation yes I think what probably happened you know what I was thinking the whole time did they pack those silk robes do I pack silk robes now on vacation I have a pretty outstanding robe that I bring on vacation that's like a dark red velvet that's a real showstopper but you know that's what I kept focusing on was Mm. the robes I just think I felt bad for her because when I when I travel first of all here's the issue they didn't talk about it they needed to set the rules in advance before those girls were going out they should have been like if we meet a guy is it okay if I bring him home are you comfortable with that? Like, blah, blah, blah. I think that you should have, that they should have talked about it in advance. That's a little too literally advanced for them, I think. But, um, I, I think that like, that just reminds me of the Reed trip. Yeah. And a FIFA Reed. Yeah. Um, I, I get her like initial emotional reaction because, I just think that like you do hear those horror stories and like things really do go bad, especially on vacations when you're like uninhibited and you're feeling free and you're making decisions you maybe wouldn't normally make. And I would much rather walk away from something. Listen, no one has ever accused me of being a square. Like I'm so not a square, but like I would rather have someone be like, you're such a fucking square than like have something really bad happen. And then, and I didn't raise a red flag, you know For what I mean? sure. But I don't buy that. That's what she was scared of where it's like oh I'm scared these guys could have like fucked with like raped Ramona I think she's in her own thing of this guy yeah whatever I understand her feelings and the fear and I parent I understand I think that's the initial emotional reaction yeah I think after that it's this you settle into a place of like dude that's so fucking rude if you're gonna bring a guy back here please don't send him up to my room to go to sleep. Like, yeah, but then you we're acting like we're dealing with the normal people. Cause I bet no, if Ramona not. right away went, I fucked up last night, got out of hand. There's no reason he should have been upstairs. I should have walked him out. I bet she would have been like, thank you so much. And it would have been over. It's like all of this yes. is also exasperated because no one's a normal human. No, I agree. And I think that like that, that even if I didn't true. agree with Heather, if I was in the position of Ramona, I would have been like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. So sorry. So sorry. Didn't yes. want you to feel endangered. I was just horny my bad. And like Sonia says it like literally her can her can. This is my favorite confessional moment of Sonia ever. Like she says, she's like, listen, that's not you. You bring that guy home. You walk him out like you see him out. Luann knows the deal. But Ramona's green to the game. Like she literally refers to her as being green, which I think is hilarious. Like, no, I wrote that down too. It's perfect. Yeah. That is the issue here is that Ramona's green to the game and that it's like, yeah, that's not how you play the game of 
divorced slutty woman in Turks and Caicos on vacation. If you're going to bring the guy home, he has to leave at the end. Also, I really need to know the mechanics of this because Sonia and Ramona shared a room on this trip. So you're, well, I wonder if Sonia went somewhere else, or you think it was a threesome because when no, they went into Ramona's no. room, she was alone. Um, well, yeah, if it was a threesome, Sonia would have told us. <laughs> Sonia would have told us, which I love that about her. Um, no, I'm like, so did Ramona, did Ramona fuck him? And if she did, should she fuck him in the bed upstairs? No, because that would have woken up Heather. I don't think she fucked him. I don't think she fucked him. I think he thought he was going to get laid. They stayed until like four. And then she was like, no. I mean, Ramona has said on camera that she likes to let guys go down on her and then tell them to leave. So yeah, maybe she, that's what happened. I mean, she's a bad person. She. Yeah. Oh, and then also, okay, so I don't know why I never, like, caught this quick little moment, but so, hell, so they're barging into rooms, they're barging into the rooms, the women look like garbage, they are so hungover, they went to sleep three hours ago, I love it, it's so raw, it's so real, they're, like, opening the curtains, I was like, this is incredible. The opening the curtains so violently, I loved Dorinda's talking head where she went, I thought some a man was in the ocean. I thought we found a body in the yeah. ocean. There was yeah. a dead fucking body. Like, yeah. what are you doing? I get it, but I also live for the drama. I also love that Dorinda was in a leopard print one-piece <laughs> bathing suit ready. Ready. Ready she to was, swim. Like, gonna make a coffee, half-calf, Yeah, <laughs> and, like, go out to the pool. I love it. I love everything about it. Um, but so once they get into the living room area and they're, like, raising hell, um, Kristen finally pops in and she says I just talked to Alistair the house manager and they like show like Alistair out on the couch looking like he's died inside and I just got the tea basically and I was like oh I never really I like never caught that moment that she Kristen while all of this while all this chaos is happening she's like going over to Alistair and be like what the fuck happened last night no I love that he had like a bozo hairdo right like the hair around with the bald yeah I loved that there was just a man there oh I love it and he probably was like I'm the luckiest man in the world. Like you think he looked defeated. I bet he was like, wow, this is, this is heaven. This is insane. So he says that Ramona's. So, um, oh, I wrote, Oh, the house manager has T T in all caps. Okay. So he didn't, he didn't want the guys to come home with the girls and he tried to shove them out of the car, but the girls insisted. And then she, there was making out on the deck. So I love that while these women are like bringing these guys home, making out with them, they have a chaperone. All of this is off camera. And Alistair is just sitting there being like, okay, I guess I'm going to chaperone these people. And so there was making out on the deck and that, well, we're skipping ahead a little bit, but that Luann's man was married. He was like wearing a, a wedding ring, but I and just, that's the thing. And then Luann doesn't give a shit. And it's like, if it was with anyone else, you would, taunt yes. them that this guy was married like you're taunting carol for having a young guy like the, she just is so rude well herein lies the issue with luann and why she's inherently unlikable which is that like she and she is a filthy slut and from one filthy slut to the next i see you but she pretends that she's the countess. And so that's like where all of this comes from. And that's the whole thing about Luann is like she spent so long trying to pretend like she was this buttoned up woman who wrote a book about etiquette when she's just like a dirty little whore. And it's like the the 
irritation the women must feel having to be on national television and have that dialed up to a thousand because that's already annoying if you have a friend who like clutches their pearls but you know that they are not yeah. that you that they are the opposite of that drives you nuts imagine now they have to like they've built a public platform based on that and like made money off of that and like written books and then when it's you fucked a married guy and she's just like whatever who cares not my problem yeah but, but her Carol, voice is like even deeper than well, normal all, and i love it she comes it. out she has her just body been woken up her body's banging. banging it's unbelievable she comes out she has since she was looking like garbage like literally was like woken from the dead of hangover land and she has put on a bikini and a robe and sunglasses and comes out with a whole new attitude and i i called her party rock lou okay Party Rock Lou has arrived. Yeah. Has entered the conversation. Also, her blackout curtains were so good in that house. Oh, my God. Take me to that house. Okay, I don't with a blackout curtain. You don't love... If you've noticed, I don't have curtains in my bedroom with those big windows. Do you have wear a sleep mask or you wake up with the sun? Rise with the sun, baby. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, they're all screaming. They're screaming. And Heather, now we get the iconic line. Heather says, you wouldn't be upset if you woke up and there was a strange person sleeping next to you. She goes, not really. And then we we get her saying, don't be uncool. Don't be uncool. And Heather's being like, all right, I'm so I'm so not cool. That's the issue, et cetera, et cetera. And she, we get it. Be cool. Don't be all like uncool. And then suddenly you switch over from Heather's side to Luann's or no? <laughs> no, I'm never on Luann's side ever. I, I am on Heather's side in this. Is this what I would do? No. But like if my friend did something shady or like did something that but Ramona's I am the shady. I know. But like if I am owed an apology for something and then this party rock Lou is the one who comes out with that attitude and those fucking sunglasses. I would turn it up to 18. I would get so mad. I would get so, so mad. Like I will flip out if it's like, if you're not coming at me with any sense of humility, like when you owe me the apology, it's like, I will burn this building down. I just, uh, <laughs> We're on vacation. Be cool. I just think Heather's demands are a little bit out of line. Like you should have done this. You should have done that. And you should have done this. We're wasted. They're she wasted. She's a little. She's it would a be little more like, blackout drunk to be like, and you should have walked him here and done that. And, and it's like, we're all wasted and tired. She's a little like happy marriage privilege in this moment. It's like, oh, really? Is this how we should deal with our lives when we're sad yeah. and divorced and men have trampled on us our entire lives and we've been put through hell like that? I agree. Um, but I think that like I can just empathize with the way that she handled this situation so much. And I think that the bottom line is like if I were Heather and I woke up and there was a strange man in another bed that and it was like my they brought him home and he was literally not even on the same floor that like I'd be like dude if you're gonna bring a guy home again tomorrow night he needs to either not stay over or he needs to stay in your bed capiche yeah. but like you know that's I wouldn't make like such a big deal out of it no but and I then, am on but, her side and <laughs> if if Heather was someone that was doing it for TV and for the 
for the reaction for good television, then I'd be like, all right, go off, bitch. But it's not. That was her true nerd yes. controlling self coming out. I also think that if I were Carol in this situation, I would grab Heather by the shoulders and I would be like, listen, you are right, but you are overreacting and you need to dial it down and then we can talk about this in a little bit. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, does Carol actually care or is she just being a good friend? Because mm, I can't I imagine know. Carol actually caring. Check your jewelry. It's like, okay, Fifth yeah, Avenue. Yeah, that's that's a moment where it's like, all right, like, give me a fucking break. Yeah. But I get it. I mean, all of the, like, like, I would have, like, a moment of panic of, like, all the scary things that could have gone wrong. Like, I think that's very normal and very human. But if I were Carol, I would have checked Heather just to be like, okay, dial it down. Like, you're not wrong. You are overreacting. Yeah. Like, go. I understand your emotional reaction. Go just, like, cry it out. Take a breath. Everything that's running through your mind right now didn't happen. So you can breathe. It's okay. But like, I just, I mean, I, I just think I understand because it's like that shit is so irrational. It is so irrational. Like I sat on the phone with my best friend the other night and we got to a point. It was like, she was worried about something that hadn't happened yet. And there was like, she was just so many steps ahead of the situation. And it got to a point where I was like, I don't know how to keep saying the same thing over and over again I was like I don't know how many times I can say don't stress about the thing that hasn't happened yet like only worry about what's happening right now like I don't know how many more times I can say that and she was like I know I know I know but it's like when you're in that moment your brain is running through all of those scenarios so I get it yeah I, yes I 100% <laughs> uh, agree but it's what we talked about earlier of like you know who you're dealing with and sometimes people don't change. So you need to meet them at their bad personalities. Yeah. And Ramona and Luann are not going to get it when you're like doing this. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then the twi- the turn Luann takes towards the end of the episode is like why she's the worst person. Yes. Ever. Yeah. So, I mean, not to rush ahead, but yeah, I had, I had like a scuffle with a friend in Mexico last year where he was like absolutely hammered and swimming naked in the ocean at night um and he was like in the ocean and then on the beach with his white little dick flapping around and he'd lost his clothes so he like got wasted got in the ocean meanwhile I had also this there was it was like there was a swell and two days prior to this I had literally like got caught in a rip current and like almost drowned and it almost fucking tanked our trip I literally like almost died and so he got wasted stripped naked went into the water the black water where we like could not see him and then was coming out and was just like dancing flapping his dick around while there's like Mexican families like on the beach because it wasn't actually that late and like the town square was bustling and I was so mad I was like the way you're acting right now is like so privileged and you are being like an annoying white guy and like I, I don't like any of this and the way it's being disrespectful and the way you're putting yourself up to like maybe be arrested like and I'm not trying to be like oh well in Mexico they're looking for reasons to arrest you you're flapping your dick around like what you're doing is certainly illegal and he couldn't find his clothes and my two other friends that I was with were also hammered I don't drink alcohol so I was not drunk and I was like okay listen we need to get him away from this beach 
And so we had, we were like driving around on golf carts and I was like, why doesn't one of you come back with me? We'll take the golf cart, zip up to the house, get him some fresh clothes, bring him back down here, put some clothes on him and then zip up the, zip up the way. The drunk men were like, that's crazy. That's a crazy idea. That's going to take so long. That's so much time. That's an insane idea. And I was like, okay what's your idea to handle this situation? And their idea was that one of them would take off their shirt and he would walk, our drunk friend would walk with a shirt dripped over his dick, just like holding it, ass out, no shoes, through the entire town square, up the like 12 minutes to get walk to get to our house. And I was like, okay, that's crazy. And so I was like, really, like they literally were just wasted and, being insane and they just kept telling me how crazy my idea was and I kept trying to be like this is why it's not crazy and then one of them snapped at me and was like I'm his fucking best friend stay in your lane and I lost it I threw my drink on the town and I was like on the ground and I was like then you motherfuckers figure it out and stormed back to the house by myself (laughs) the next day I was like so mad and all of the guys were like hey morning and I was like I literally don't want to talk to any of you motherfuckers so don't come near me and so then for the rest of the day it was like so weird because I didn't want to talk to any of them and then eventually later that night one of our I was like okay Hannah be cool just like let it go and one of our friends was like all right are you guys done being mad at each other and that my friend the one who was drunk waving his dick around was like um, I don't know. We haven't talked about it, but she was acting fine. So maybe. And I, I was like, well, these are the reasons why I was mad last night. Like the way that you were acting X, Y, Z, et cetera, et cetera. And like, I ended up getting my apologies. But in that moment, I felt like I was like, I was like, I, I feel crazy. I feel crazy and I feel like I'm overreacting to this situation and I feel like like I don't know there's something about getting in a vacation fight where it's like I probably wouldn't have felt that way if he was like in Echo Park waving his dick around I'd be like you deal with it like but something about all of us like you you feel responsible for your friends when you're on vacation right like I I think there's something different about that. And there's like a totally different way of thinking when it comes to vacation fighting. Yeah, there's more danger afoot if someone does get arrested or taken or even a broken leg. Like depending on where you are, you just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I don't feel responsible for him if it's like we're in L.A. and we both are living our separate lives going. But like in that moment, I was so stressed out and I got so mad as a result because I was like, I feel responsible for you. And that was like when we talked it out, he was like, you don't need to feel responsible for me. Like I'm a grown man. I will face the consequences of my own actions. And I was like, but that's bullshit because we're on vacation and I am responsible for you. Well, yeah, because if he does get arrested, guess what? Your vacation's ruined. Yes. The next day you're trying to bail him out of some Mexican jail. You're not enjoying your time on the pool. And he's like, you could have enjoyed. I basically said that. And his response was like, you could have enjoyed your time at the pool. And I was like, 
But that's not what fucking friendship is, dude. Friendship is not like you go get arrested and deal with it yourself in a foreign country. Is this a good friend? Like, are you still friends? Yeah. Yeah. We are. We are friends. He's it's like a running joke within our friend group that he's my nemesis because I'm mean to him all the time. Um, But it's like in jest. I actually do really love him. But in that moment, I was like, yeah. I'm this is not a joke (laughs) I am mad about this like because he he is my friend and I'm not gonna leave him I mean even if I don't like someone I'm not gonna leave them rot in a Mexican jail and I think that like no one on that trip would have left him rot to rot in a Mexican jail like someone would have bailed him out and so it's like you can't just go around being like I'll deal with the consequences of my actions and it's like that well that's not friendship like if I'm your friend I'm gonna help you when you are totally fucked a real jacks move. <laughs> True. Okay. So where are we? We are Well, we're back in New York. Yeah. Because it's over. Okay, so Bethany and Carol meet for lunch to get the download. And at first Bethany like supports the idea that that Ramona brought a guy home. But then, oh, you know what was funny when Heather brought up Avery and Sonia had another great confessional where <sighs> she goes, why are you bringing up Avery? She's not here. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Sonia really kills it. Cause this season Sonya two, there's been so much it. racism and stuff and like yes. weirdness. And Sonia's the only one that's like, she just said she's more educated. Like, I don't get what the fight is. I know. You know, know. Sonia kind of really gets it for some Sonya reason. Sonia has these moments of lucidity where she's so emotionally intelligent. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Like it's really crazy. But I loved her being like, what do you, don't bring up Avery. <laughs> yeah. But I like, well, I like her point, which is like, she's not here. That's why we're behaving like this is like because our kids aren't fucking here so we're losing our no it's like it's what's on the internet the mom shaming the women against it's like these women talking shit to each other about things they would never want someone judging yeah yeah okay so we're at lunch and at first bethany's like good i'm glad they brought a guy home and then she's like okay well i understand where you're coming from and then i just wrote bethany does a fire dorinda impression in the confessional because she does she like pulls out the whole like slurring and the way dorinda's like i don't you know i this is not what i deal with and and that's not that's not how i was raised and like whatever all of that stuff and both of them are wearing white and i wonder did they pretend did they plan it i mean (laughs) maybe um it's revealed that dorinda Every day, takes off her clothes, puts on a proper cotton nightgown, takes a 45-minute nap, and then puts her clothes back on and goes about her day. And if she doesn't take it, she gets grumpy. I love that. That's actually been ingrained in my brain since this premiered. So what, five, six years? That is so foreign to me because I struggle. I'm a very occasional napper rare am I a napper but could you imagine in the middle I mean I just can't imagine the 45 minutes like I usually am more free form I can't imagine the nightgown oh well I'm for me in my own home it doesn't have to be nap time or not I don't wear clothing in my home no I don't wear clothing either so the concept that we've always seen Dorinda we get in we get a sense of what she wears she's like a proper woman at Bluestone Manor so she's like wearing an outfit she's got her makeup on probably most days and she takes all of that off to put on a nightgown to take her nap. I love it. It's also, it's so privileged, you know? A nap is privileged. It's also like old timey behavior. It is definitely old. for the rich, but like, I love it. I love coming home from school. I love, um, I love a nap 
very European. I love a nap being part of your day and your schedule and it is important yeah. and that's mm-hmm. what I do. Mm-hmm. We can do lunch, but then at four, I'm going to take my it nap. It is very European. It's it's just so profoundly un-American in this way of like, you're going to interrupt like in American capitalism, it's like you wake up and then you like turn your gears and you make them go, go, go and be productive as possible until you fall asleep. And so the concept of like stopping that and then for wellness in a way that you can like shut your mind down and just go to sleep is like crazy. So foreign. I love it. I love it too. It should be everywhere. I mean, kids nap at school. Mm-hmm. So what's up? Um, so Bethany's pissed because Kristen said something about her in the press. So annoying. Get over yourself, Bethany. I truly, it was yeah. at a red car, but I liked that the magazine that they showed Kristen's wearing a soul cycle tank top. So that made me happy. I feel like, so Beth, this is Bethany's first season but, back. Yes. And that's how lucky this trip is like to have a Heather, Carol, Kristen, mm-hmm. Bethany crossover mm-hmm. with the OGs. Mm-hmm. But Bethany, it's like um, it's going after the weakest link. And that bothers me. Like, yes. you know, Kristen wants to be your friend. She is not sure of herself. She has this mean husband. She is not a strong person. She's a little willowy. Like, why are you going after this clear yeah. weak link? Yeah, totally. And it's like. Bethany's in the midst of her chaos with Jason. So I understand being more sensitive than usual to anything coming out in the press. You're in a custody battle. You're in a messy divorce. This guy's going to latch on to anything. But on the flip side, I'm also like, this man is doing such terrible things to you. Like, can't you put like a weird byline in perspective or headline and in perspective? And she just knows how to make good television. So I get yeah. why she came after Kristen. And maybe in an alternate universe, she would have been like, Girl, if they ask about me again, please just say you can't talk about it. Everything is so fucked up because of the custody lawsuit. Yeah. So hopefully this is just to make television and she wasn't actually mad because it's like, bitch, who cares? Well, Kristen is hosting a denim and diamonds party. So essentially it's this thing for charity. That she thinks she invented. Have you heard of this? And it's like, yeah, I'm sure the gays have been doing this for a decade. I'm certain. Have you guys heard of this idea? So she has all the women over for like what is essentially a scrapbooking night, like craft night. Oh my God. And the shoes fucking Bethany showed up in six inch oh, heels leather pants to craft yes and so they're gonna auction there's these. a man they're at crafting making... too there's a this is what i'm thinking about so there's a man in the midst of this fight too i just love that there's always like a loose guy there is always a loose guy this guy a loved guy. it this is i confused them this guy loved being in the center of this because you know oh, that yeah. is a gay, um, gay he man and he's hosted it at his apartment yeah Honey, he begged her yeah. to host at his yeah. apartment. Listen, if anyone from Bravo is listening, I'm begging to host something at my house. Please. Yeah. By all means. Um, so they're basically they're going there to craft. Luann has taken a turn. Luann has. Well, this is classic narcissism. Bully. Like, yes. I love how narcissistic she truly is. And it teaches us like. Housewives helps me identify psychological problems in others and in the world, real world percent. where I'm like, uh, like that is a narcissist. Yes. She's taken in a, a, a one, like I'm not even a 180 turn, just like a harsh turn. She has decided that the women were scheming against her to try and catch her mid fuck basically is like the subtext. And she is livid. She's so pissed. And so she's coming in hot to this event and she's like 
sitting with her crafting, just like making comments under her breath about how she's so mad. She's so mad. She's so mad. Just like totally turning the tables at what could have been like You were trying to set me up. You were going to bust into my room and trying to make me look like I'm bad. Like what? It's so, it's also like her own securities, like raging out like have you ever had a fight with someone where it's like they're saying all the things that you do and you're like you do those things like it's so perfectly like I've had I've had altercations with people where it's like they list off they're saying that I'm doing like and they list off the things that they're doing and it's like well that's another um narcissist um instagram quote thing Mm -hmm. where um narcissists accusations are actually confessions yes okay i like that one i like that one because it's like the sometimes it's just so it's so accurate that i'm like there is a part of you inside of you that has the ability to label your behavior but you can't, you're missing the part where it's like you can accept that and deal with it. And so it like jumps over a fence onto like someone else's behavior. Like it's, it's unbelievable. I've not had that directed at me, I don't think at the moment, but I've had a friend complain about another friend and me be like, girl, that's you. My favorite thing to ask people is if they, if they have any nemeses or if they are the nemesis of anyone. And the people who I am their nemesis, yeah, those people are like, they did they did, the, they did that to me, where they're like, you're doing this, that, and that, and this is why you're a bad person. And it's like so factually inaccurate and so about them that it's like you, in those moments, you're like, are there witnesses to this? Because it's so crazy. Well, that's the greatest thing about um, having a narcissist as your enemy is eventually the truth comes out in every relationship they have. Yes. And so I random, I had one like epic blowout, but like I'll have people randomly. It's been years message me and be like, I know you'll appreciate this. And this person ah. finally flipped or they probably, they did this or they flipped out here. And I like, it's time. I don't talk shit about this person. I do not give anyone the tea on what happened between mm-hmm. us. I just go, Oh, we just had a falling out. I don't know. Yeah. And it, people will always come to me and it will happen for years. I know that there is a person running around like C B list Hollywood, right? Hollywood right now, like telling people how much of a raging cunt I am. And it's like, I don't lose a a wink, Nope, not a wink of sleep about it. I do not worry about it whatsoever because I know that all of those people know if they don't know now, they will eventually know that that person is an untrustworthy source. And then if I ever meet those people, we can loll about it together. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Luann goes to talk to Heather and she pulls her aside. Heather says, I can tell that you're pissed at me. And she goes, no, I'm not pissed. I'm livid. Which in that moment, I actually don't think she was being like artistic with her words. I think she like sort of like tripped up over herself. But so she claims that she she says her whole thing about how like you guys were going to catch me in the act, blah, blah, blah. And she says, you know, Carol came to me and apologized for your behavior on your behalf. And Heather's like, oh, hell no. This bitch is in the room. Pulls Carol over. Carol's like, that is bullshit. I did not do that. Which is so funny. It's just like so funny that. 
Well, it's it shows the extent of how psychotic this person is. You're making up yes. st- or how much they believe what they believe because they're making up stories about someone that is right there that can say mm-hmm. what. And Carol would never. Mm-hmm. And the best part of this is and that she's so mean to Carol. Know, she's, she's so, so jealous mean. of Carol. Oh, I know. She's they're all jealous of Carol and they all want to be with Bethany. Yeah. Yeah. They so. Ramona is avoiding this and this is like the first time so Ramona had said in her confessional back when we're in it she was like this was my guy but I didn't want to deal with them so I punted it to Luann and so we have not acknowledged that pretty much until now we are at the end of the episode and she is Ramona is basically like this beautiful crown molding um how old you remodel this apartment like she's like out like literally being like I know I can't leave but like I am not going over there and they all and they like wait and we wait and we wait and then they're like the collectively the three of them realize that this is Ramona's fault and like are like trying to get her in there and she refuses so they all leave the little side room and bring it out to the main stage and immediately Ramona before they can even say anything is like you know what, Heather? Um, I apologize for not walking um, him out. And, you know, I've really thought about it. And I think that you're right. And I'm, I'm sorry for scaring you. But what, how did, where did that come from? I think she knew. I think she knew the entire time. I think she... I'm willing to bet that if you had given Ramona, like, 20 minutes to get her bearings at in Turks and Caicos she would she would have walked out and said that but Luann she had punted at Luann and then Luann puts on her fucking bikini and her sunglasses and comes out with such as party rock Lou like such intensity that she just sort of was like oh we're a little we're in too deep here this is taking a left turn well and I don't know um in the timing of this denim decorating event yeah. when this happened and who did it. But someone asked, like, was he hot? And she goes, of course. And <laughs>, laughs like, love that. But then they show her on a date. I don't know if it's for the next episode in this one with the ugliest man, the no. AOA guy who's like no. sickening. But mm. of course. And I loved the own it countess. Mm-hmm. And um, I love the quit meddling medley about Heather like Luanne that was fun like a, a quip I love it she loves a quip and she fancies herself very good at them yeah but I well the, uh, be uncool like put on a t-shirt I would that's yeah. one of my favorite quotes I would say but like Luann loves like she loves to capitalize on her own merch like whenever she does something crazy on the show that the internet goes wild for like suddenly she's selling merch for it the next day like that is a cl- classic Luann move for her to like have a quip and like love it I feel like she she very drag herself. race of her she, yes she well but she fancies herself a drag queen yeah don't you that's think? what I mean that's well because I don't are you a drag race person yeah so Kennedy Davenport was on mm-hmm. the pit stop with Trixie Mattel like okay. a couple weeks ago and she like opened a fan and the fan had her little Richard like Ooh, shut up yeah and Trixie goes where can we find that? And she goes, oh, they're sold out. And Trixie's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You come on the show, you show the merch, then people buy the merch. What are you doing? Well, how could you come on <laughs> like, here without so... inventory? But Kennedy, I, I feel like a Kennedy more than a Trixie in terms of, mm. um, I would. she's like, I don't know, not everyone's good at everything. But <laughs> it is, um, it was just so funny with the merch. But yeah, I would, I mean, Dorinda sells merch. 
She does. Um, Clip. But yeah, I loved the of course hot. And then I love. And then were they eating pizza puffs? Knishes? What were they eating? I don't know. I don't know. Because a pizza puff is very Chicago and it looked like that to me. Mm. But usually you don't find that in New York. They're also not going to be ordering pizza puffs. What was that? I don't know. Honestly, it was fried like, with something you, in there. If you asked me were they eating at this party, I would have said no. So. Well, wasn't That's in the beginning, how much I didn't notice. But Heather was eating like a crunchy fried doughy thing. Oh, stop saying that. That sounds so good. I know. And if I can't have Do you it ever right go to now, Joy? Oh, do I? You know the thousand it? layer pancake, obviously. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's the that closest shit. to okay. what we're talking okay. about yeah. in the neighborhood. See, I would love the thousand layer pancake in a pizza variety. Because, like, I like the Asian, you know, the Thai, et cetera. But, like, I would love it in a pizza variety. Yeah. Pizza puff is delicious. Mm. Very Chicago thing. Mm. So, if you're That's where there. you're from. Yes. I'm from the suburbs, but yeah. Mm. 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 Um, I wouldn't pretend. But then, doesn't Bethany storm out of this party, though? Well, because we kind of skipped over the part where, like, Bethany's mad about the the press and so she pulls Kristen aside to talk about it but it's just like it's so redundant and it's like you guys will never be friends you think she's beneath you and you bully well, her and also like Bethany gets asked about this at the reunion it's very clear this is the way like so I would say in season seven eight and nine like she's there to do a job she shows up late she or well not late a lot of times she's early but she shows up she caught she drops a bomb she causes a stir she does her job and then she clocks out and I think a lot of that she gets out of there as soon as possible is because she like can only see her daughter a certain amount of times and like wants to spend all of that time with her and if she's shooting while she has her daughter she just wants to get the fuck out of there as soon as possible and like she has owned up to that but they they acknowledge it in this they're like Bethany was gone like the wind like but that's because Bethany had left the show, decided to come back to the show and was like, I'm going to do my job. I'm going to show up. I'm going to do what I need to do. I mean, it's like when you work at a restaurant, it's like, I want to, I want to get, if I'm closing, it's like, I want to get all my side work done way before we close. Like as soon as possible. So I can get the fuck out of here. Yeah. 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 She's a professor and they're jealous of that. They are jealous. They need it more. She is now like so fucking rich. Yeah. But even that, like when she goes after Kara, I really love to hate her in a way. Like I really think she's a despicable human. Well, like to go after Carol, her friend in quotes, and be like, "Well, what do you do?" And it's like, bitch, she had a career. She was a journalist. Like you only have a career because of this show. Ramona had a business. All these women are actually very accomplished. You're the one who needed the show. Yeah. And don't talk to her about her not having a family. Her husband been died yes yes I, I will never look at Bethany the same way after what she did to Carol I see I I am mostly on team Bethany in that but I it, in the sense of like that's what we saw when it comes to what I see of her I would say generally I'm on her team I think she can be cutting I think she can be rude I think if I met her in person I would fucking hate her but what I see from her on television I would say 85% of the time I'm on her team and I agree. But if someone from production, if I met someone from production at a bar and they were like, Oh, she's a fucking cunt who blows up all of her relationships. I'd be like, meh. Yeah. No, my inside scoop from Bravo is that Carol actually was not really nice to crew. See, I believe that because that, and that's part of the reason why I'm on team Bethany and uh, not, it's really, again, it's because of what I see. It's because of what I saw was Bethany, having an emotional meltdown over the end of their relationship. And I saw Carol being like an aloof 
bitch for that yes, entire but season. Because once I don't know if Bethany is a full blown narcissist, but once you are friends with someone that that is like that, you're done. Yes. They and can I flip agree. out and it's a show, but you you suddenly see the truth. So you're not going to be as emotionally invested. Yes. When you realize I, it wasn't real. Oh, I you think just used that that's me. probably the case. Yeah. But like. I think and that, takes, that Andy fully took Bethany's side, I thought was annoying as a firm well, moderator. Well, and I think, I do think that, like, the, Carol clearly got a little too big for her britches. Like, she clearly came back to the show that season and was like, like, Bethany being like, you, all you care about is, like, your hair and your selfies and your Tinsley. Like, do I, do I think that that w- is, is a fair assessment? No. Do I think that there was something to that? Because Carol came back with a whole different attitude and an attitude that was like, I'm too good for this. I think she, she always did. had that. No, I think it's the opposite. I think she started being like, I'm too good for this. I'm an outsider in this show. And then she became inside. She became mm. a housewife. Yeah. Because if uh, in the beginning she was very much like, I'm, I, I don't, uh, I don't know, you know, and yeah. then she became the show, I think. Yeah. Or at least she felt like there was something about it where she got, it went to her head. I know that they talk about that a lot. It's like, oh, the fame went to your head. The fame went to your head. But it's like, yeah, something went to I actually to your ordered head. a cameo from her and she let it expire. Oh. Years ago, but yeah. I, I tried to get a Jada Essence Hall. It expired. Mm. The only one I've ever gotten was last year for my birthday. My friends got me a Sonia cameo. That is amazing. My friend got us. We got our friend a Ramona this past year mm-hmm. during pandemic. And she was happy. But she, Ramona did something funny. I don't even remember. For my birthday this year, I got an SVU person. I got the medical nice. examiner. Nice. Ooh. Yeah. Melinda okay. Warner. Um, and that's it. That's it. That's well, that. no. There, or is this already the next episode? Because then I kept watching. I'm sure okay. anyone that what comes happens? on this podcast is like, well, then I didn't stop for days. No, they never stop. Um, well, then they go to the de- uh, denim and dino, di- diamond and denim event. And so uh, Ramona is mad that there's not true faith like yeah press everywhere and it's like <laughs> Ramona just do a charitable act I know but she can't she's like a capitalist to her bones she can't yeah um thank no, you so unfortunately much. that is the next episode. no I talked so, too yeah. much <laughs> um okay thank you so much for doing this thank you you are an incredible stand-up comedian and it seems like you're doing a lot of shows around LA so do you have any that are coming up yeah, I just post them on my Instagram when they come up. They're all random. I had one today at 7 that got canceled because, you know, COVID. But then I have another mm. one at 1045 that's rolling along. So amazing. It's just it's weird. I don't know what to do anymore. I'm going to Arizona to do comedy this weekend. And it's like, is that safe? But probably not. Are you vaccinated? I'm vaccinated. I'll uh, where am I? I mean, I'll be on state. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I know. That shit's really scary. But I think shit's, I'm about, I have to like make all the money I can before shit goes down again. Yeah, well, I mean, I'll be honest, like I have been hiding from COVID a little bit, but it's just because I've been booking a lot of jobs and one of the, I like booked a few commercials and the first one we had someone, it's, it was a dance commercial. So we, it's like rehearsal and then two days later, another rehearsal and then two days later, another rehearsal. So it's like, you're getting tested before every rehearsal and someone at a rehearsal tested positive, which means they had to cut anyone who wasn't vaccinated, according to the SAG rules. And so half we lost half of our dancers the night before we were shooting. And, and weren't you shocked? Like, wait, 
I thought you would be vaxxed. <laughs> well, I was pretty mad because we had been rehearsing sweating indoors without masks on for several days. Um, and one of our dancers was pregnant and like none of them, like they all were like just took off the mask and never were like, hey, by the way, I'm going to keep my mask on because I'm not vaccinated. Like nothing like that. And so I was pretty irritated. Um, but also I was like, sucks for you this was a sag national spot that's probably gonna run for a bit so who i mean you're the one who really suffers at the end of the day um but it like spooked me i mean it's very hard to book a sag national commercial and i've been very lucky to book a few recently but like um yeah that like what goes into that is like I've been on avail and not booked it nine times this year and so then to have a bunch of bookings come through I was like oh I am not letting a positive COVID test take me off from a job yeah. so it's really I mean not I also want to like you know be good for the community and like not spread it around or whatever but I feel like if you're vaccinated and you get it it will eventually become like a oh I have the flu or like oh I have strep or like whatever it won't be as like scandalous so really it's for me it's I'm just like if I can just keep working, you know, I'll do whatever I have to do to just keep working. Yeah. Yeah. My new thing that I'm a little bit annoyed with is people are canceling their shows like they're angels. Like, oh, I'm so sorry, but it needs, you know, for COVID. And then they actually have COVID and are not telling the public. So they're canceling their shows, acting like they're doing it for the health of everybody, but not saying that they actually have it, which is you don't have to disclose it. But stop acting like you're doing this for the betterment of the community. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and also... Just trying to be safe. No, you have it. Yeah. Tell us. Yeah, I had a friend yesterday who, like, disclosed that another friend of ours had it, and she was like, don't tell her that I told you, or, like, I feel like it's her thing to tell or whatever, and I was like, yeah, okay. But, I mean, because I had COVID in November, and I felt, like, a lot of shame about it. Like, I had stress nightmares for, like, where I was, like, positive with COVID, in a crowd without a mask on for like three nights in a row. And I definitely had a lot of shame around it. But now I'm like, if you get post-vax COVID, I think that there's no shame. Yeah. I think that there's no shame. Correct. My parents won't get vaxxed, so that's annoying. Yeah, I don't think my sister is. Um, But I told them I'm not staying with them when I visit, and they seemed wildly okay with it so that's wild yeah i listen if you don't want to get vaccinated fucking do you but you better be wearing a mask and staying inside yeah you know like i just feel like my experience with unvaccinated people thus at this point 90 percent of the time it's that they're like going to a workout saying that they're not vaccinated promising to keep a mask on and then taking it off as soon as they get in the room you know that's i don't fuck you yeah yeah yeah. Okay. You also host an incredible podcast. Tell the people about it. That's Messed Up, an SVU podcast with my friend Kara Clank. And we talk about SVU, the true crimes they're based on. And we have a guest from the episode, an actor, a writer. It's very good. It's like chock full. Like having a guest, having talking about the crime, doing the whole recap. That's like a lot to do every episode. It's a lot of work. We actually like did hardcore work last month so we're not recording a full episode not counting like intros until September 10th oh that's nice take a little break because it's for been August. August you've been doing it for a while yeah it aired in December it's been a while and like we try to get a cup but we like we would do like six interviews a week two episodes a week just to like get them uh, ready because sometimes you just need some weeks where you're not um researching heinous crimes some you know what sometimes you do It really does um, take an emotional toll, which I didn't expect. Um, But 
it it does become upsetting yeah okay comedy specials anything else you can plug oh yeah i have like a netflix and comedy central half hour and i think that and then an album called glitter cheese but um yeah one's on netflix and then one will be on paramount plus i heard all of our stuff's on paramount plus Ooh. now like short sets of like adam divine's house party all the comedy central stuff's on paramount plus i'm on paramount plus now and i really love it i do too that's where i, I watch looking the beach the hills it's sort of daria become, it's it's kind of like an emerging hulu in this way where all of these properties are like ending up there yeah and Drag Race. I'll do anything for Drag Race. Also, I have recently become a Love Island person. Yes. And they do like the one episode for, I I mean, I feel crazy, but like, because I never watched Love Island before because I was like, it's too many episodes. It's on five nights a week. That's insane. And now I pay for Paramount Plus so that I can get the sixth because I need more. I need to be able to wake up every day and watch last night's episode. I loved it. I loved being in London during love island airing like it felt oh. i felt alive yeah i felt really cool yeah i get it i'm a fully on the train yeah um thank you for being here thank you oh my gosh bye bye <laughs> <laughs>